What's going on, Brookie Nation? We are back with episode 31 of Storybrook Circus. I couldn't have said that with a bigger question mark because I was <laughs> actually um, sure what episode a show? it was. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> We've had a long day. It's been a long, what day is that? Tuesday? Like Tuesday? Wednesday? Tuesday, okay. It's just been uh, a day. Yeah, that's how, Hi. First Hi. of all, who are you? I don't know Hi, who I am. Hi, I'm Isla. Uh, who are you? I am the Mackie Mouse. Do you want to start a podcast? <laughs> One day I will remember how to actually run said podcast and we'll do it. It's either the intro or the outro. It's always something. <laughs> it's totally Usually fun. both. <laughs> or both. Or both. Uh, we are your hosts for your Once Upon a Time podcast. We're rewatching the entire show one episode at a time. And sometimes uh, we've lost our minds by the time we hit recording, and this might be one of those episodes. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's just it's where we are in life. Uh, accept it. It's easier for everyone. But hey, uh, how you doing? How's I'm, it been? Yeah, it doesn't sound like I'm doing too great. Not good? Cool. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm fixing my light so I'm not so bright. Oh, hey, speaking of, hey, there YouTube, how's it going? Ah, uh, yeah, that's better. Uh, hello, YouTube. How are you? How's it going? We always do this. Oh, we can see Bart in the background now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Bart is totally a part of the show now. Hi, Bart. Hello. There he is. There he is. There he is. Uh, yeah, we are recording the beginning part of this show on YouTube. So in case you'd like to see some visual antics uh, of our normal shenanigans, here we are. Take away Alley while I keep fucking around with my light. Oh, okay. So, hey, you're listening to a show. Like Mackie said, we're doing Once Upon a Time, episode by episode. We've made it to our episode 31, but this is episode 30 for our Once Upon a Time cast. So, yay. Happy yeah, 30th we screwed to them. Up and did one extra episode one time, so now the numbers are all, are all wonky, which I was afraid of at the time. And it uh, turns out all of my paranoid fears were justified. <laughs> so great that's good cool. to feed my complexes fine. <laughs> but you know we'll just be one number off and that will be a quirky character of our what? show <laughs> we'll just like find uh, one episode to skip and then we'll just we'll be back <laughs> i guess yeah i don't my in original intent we did this before we had ever intended on doing patreon and doing bonus episodes so we were going to do all of our bonus episodes as part of the show and then, you know, it wouldn't have not mattered because we would have done multiples of those. So we would have been on episode like 36 and they would have been on episode 30 or something like that. Then we started the Patreon and then the bonus episodes all go there. So with the one and single bonus episode that actually aired, you know, as part of this podcast series threw all the numbers off by one. Like yeah. Really early. I think it was like 12. And now we're just forever. That'll be the one thing that we'll always be reminded of that the numbers are really always one off but i think that's a success story because now we have a place to put the bonus episodes yeah which is we, our patreon yeah speaking of we have a patreon um is that a good segue i tried i tried to link it I'm i was the there <laughs> okay you were there with me <laughs> thank you for taking that journey so speaking of patreon um you know we hop in there from time to time and we put some things up and last week we just happened to release our first hamilton episode yeah <laughs> So we've heard from a couple of you. Sorry. Thanks, Lynn. Um, <laughs> we've heard from a couple of you, couple of you that you have actually sat through the five hours that we released there, Good and Lord. Uh, thank you for that. But thank you if you 
have listened, what what do you think? What are your thoughts and feelings? Yeah, and then please tell us. If you're like, well, wait, are you guys reviewing Hamilton that the same way that you review Once Upon a Time? Yeah, Accurate. we're doing it right now, and you can catch it on our Patreon. That's right. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't joined yet, and you would like to support our sweet little uh, very young <laughs> podcast uh, by uh, supporting us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash the SBC pod. And as part of your pledge, you will get some bonus SBC content as well as some movie content, which is Hamilton and also some lost content. Cause we're also attempting to do this exact same format with lost as well, because lost is connected to once upon a time as well. And is a, and we just really love the show, beloved <laughs> show and we love it. And we were doing a rewatch of it. So we figured why not, uh, do you know, it with you just, do it with you and with each other you know this silly crazy format that we have to just babble on <laughs> on podcasts and have you guys listen to it uh so we we love you guys so much that we dedicated an entire segment let's babble about you to about yeah it's all about you and it is called the storybrook daily mirror can someone thank you Peter give me voice. At the etymology of the stupidness of the word mirror. Wow, who made this dumb word with three R's in it? It's completely unnecessary. Mirror. There's not a lot of English words that are that dumb. <laughs> and this is one of them. <laughs> like, why do I have to mur- mirror? Yeah, we're pretty broken It's today. all one vowel. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for that. Uh, this is a segment dedicated exclusively to you. Uh, and <laughs> I only laugh because... It's really exclusively dedicated to you talking about how great we are. <laughs> kind yeah. of. Well, not always. A lot of people talk about why once upon a time means something to them, but sort of it's also so that you can tell us how great we are. Not, I mean, really, but not really. Uh, so <laughs> there are many ways to tell us how great we are. Isla, would you like to list not one, but every single way all in a row? <laughs> As always, of course. Send <laughs> us an email, thesbcpod at gmail.com. You can write to us in a DM on Instagram. Same thing, the <laughs> SVC pod. You make it sound so classy somehow. This feels like this feels like Bridgerton level. Slide like, into our DMs, bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> like craft us a carefully worded letter in our DMs. And if you are not sending us a message by carrier pigeon, you can call into our phone number. And that phone number is 207-536-8512. Again, I say that phone number is 207-536-8512. It has voicemail capabilities. It has text messaging (laughs) capabilities. This is going really well. I don't even know why I'm laughing. Call (laughs) us, beep us, if you want to reach us. Thank you, Isla. Uh, there are. A, I, I, <laughs> There's actually one more. I'm no, back. This is the fine say. print at the bottom. Add. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is going so well. We. Have... <laughs> I need a it's good times. It's good, good, good times in the uh, in the Storybrook Circus Corner, guys. We like to have some fun on this show. <laughs> Okay, anyway, sober. if you're listening to us on an Apple device, there you're probably listening on the podcast app. That's great. There's also a section on there to leave us a five-star review. Please do. Thank you so much. Why doesn't Spotify have reviews? Yeah. Tell us you like Just us. Seems, 
like a wasted opportunity. Uh, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and also writing us a review that we can read on the show helps us get uh, discovered uh, from other brookies such as yourself, uh, oncers in the TV community who are Once Upon a Time fans who also you know share your passion and might want to kick it with us for a little while or forever since it's taking a really long time to get through the show uh, and want to talk about it too and also join the discord where all of the parties are going on parties party the i mean i guess it's I multiple mean, parties i think it's of, one right? party it's just different rooms in the house different rooms in the party <laughs> uh well if we haven't already told you that the discord is the spot to be consider this your invitation yeah to come and join us on the discord the link is in the show notes or the description depending on what app you are using to listen to this podcast uh i believe if i'm not mistaken that the discord is the first link on there so no excuses It is very easy to find. And we are having a pretty great time there. There's places to put selfies and to talk about other TV shows. And to obviously talk about this TV show. And we do polls and games. And there's like fancy roles for everyone, depending on your favorite, I don't know, characters and such. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of lot of cool, fun things. And the most important thing is you get to talk to other people who like this too and i find that every most of the people who find us are like oh my god i can't believe other people are actually talking about this like they're so excited that because apparently when you bring this show up to your friends everyone just makes fun of you for liking it we're yeah. finding that's a common pattern that everybody's like oh yeah if i bring this up people call me crazy or they say it's because like, oh, it's a fairy you, tale thing it's a i think it's because it's, it's a stereotype thing. or both yeah the fairy tale thing too is like yeah, a show about fairies and characters yeah. i want to watch people get murdered on yeah. criminal minds <laughs> okay that's taryn's favorite show so i'm not allowed to make fun of it however the idea that is a very like mainstream show though like everybody everybody has that episode of criminal minds so that's Uh, valid or every other show where people are murdered uh, on an episodic basis svu (laughs) like Like, that's just like the thing everyone's like no i don't want to watch elsa with stupid frozen i want to watch somebody get stabbed in the face i'm like yeah (laughs) you can calm down uh well and then you know what so remember how we were saying that it's annoying that spotify doesn't have reviews yeah you know what else is annoying that sometimes it doesn't show our international listeners reviews so if you're one of those specific few which is turning out to be a little bit more than a few which is so cool let me just let me just say that's so freaking cool can we we shout out our international yeah we we love you there are more than a couple of you exactly found out and we're really excited about So that. we just recently found out there's another, and we're adding another country to our map, everyone. Country. Woo, 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 woo. Um, so Lynn over in the Netherlands couldn't leave us a review, so she decided to send us over a DM on Instagram. The SBC Amazing. Pod on Instagram. The SBC Pod. So I'm just going to read Lynn's little review. Hey, guys. Just wanted to say that I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, and I love it so much. I have been a oncer for about three years now, and it is great that I can listen to people talking about it with such enthusiasm. So thank you for creating this amazing podcast. Also, my name is Lynn, and I'm from the Netherlands. Have a great day. Bye. From the Netherlands. Man, that is like a million miles away. Lynn, thank you so much for sending this over. This was like, I put the biggest smile on my face when I opened it up, and I immediately screenshot it and sent it to Mackie, and I was like, look at Lynn. She's in the Netherlands. 
Sue, so shout out to you, Lynn. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for writing in. Please continue to keep in touch with us. We want to know all your thoughts and feelings about our feelings, about the show. We love when people get uh, engaged like that. So that's that's like super cool. I'm really every time we we've actually looked at the at the geographic location list outside of the United States. We obviously we already know we have a few people from the United Kingdom. But we got Germany, we got Portugal, we got Mexico, Netherlands, India, Canada. Actually, there's quite a few here that we have at least like one or two people from, and it's it's many. <laughs> it I just, love it kind of nuts ecuador like <laughs> south africa like as somebody really that just like dreams of going to like different countries and i haven't really gotten to yet aside from like cruising that just like is so cool to me because it's like yeah you're, just, you're all over the world finland norway denmark and yeah I'm there's here. just there's like, i love it I lo- we love we love the international folks. it sounds so much cooler to say lynn from the netherlands than isla from america <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just true. want an accent and not one that sounds like days, a drunk Fran like. Fine <laughs> <laughs> that I find it no coincidence that that is the third or fourth nanny reference that has come into my life in the last couple of weeks like a bunch of people are making like nanny is this is there like a tiktok i don't know about that's like hitting like what's like why is no i have just always been obsessed with fran drescher i'm <laughs> but me too i love her so much i used but to watch like, the why? nanny religiously every single night why have three separate people in my life who don't know each other all brought her up in the last like just couple of days Miss it's weird it's, it's, it's the universe like, i randomly started a new rewatch of the nanny because i had because it's on hbo max and i found out that it's on there and that's like oh my god you know is you have it? a show oh yeah yeah the whole thing so um you know how you have like a show that you put on like at night like a lot of i know a lot of families will like once they're done and people start going to sleep, they'll be like the one dad in the rocking chair in the living room watching like reruns of Conan O'Brien or something. You know, like there's always like the no, thing mine you watch was over and over again. Nick at Night. So it was the Nick nanny and George Lopez. Yeah. A lot of people do like Jimmy Fallon or like the late night shows and things like that. Stephen Colbert, whatever. Um, and so because we don't have. It's different cable, now because everybody has streaming services. It's so that's all not streaming, the case right. anymore. How crazy. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? And oh also the shows like, turned into like a little different because of COVID. Like they weren't live anymore and it kind of changed that whole game a little bit. Like the, the people who. No, but I just realized how different it is. Jay Leno. I yeah. used to have nighttime shows and now it's just yeah. whatever I'm binging. Yeah. Whatever you're bin- So I, I was going on. So I have like my daytime shows, right? Doctor Who. Uh, disenchantments, which is really cool. Uh, a couple Apple TV shows, you know, a couple random things I, I cycle through. Leverage. I think I'm watching something else. Uh, but my go to bed shows, if I'm not if I'm not being a psycho and like starting movies at 1:45 in the morning because I'm nuts and have insomnia, uh, the nanny is like my number one thing. Is like my, it was the nanny married with children because as a kid that was the show that came on at like 9:30, 10 p.m. that kids weren't allowed to watch at prime time. That that was like the thing you will go like before you go to sleep show you know and that's on hulu i believe so i'm watching married with children the nanny um and a, like really old shows news radio Do you uh, watch the nanny when you miss home yes <laughs> i do i, like I do i actually yeah. when i started it well i started it because uh for those of you who don't know i am also a drummer a gigging drummer so i have to like practice a lot just to kind of keep my chops up and plug it up my primary plug, plug. 
plug. There's nothing to plug though. It's just me randomly. If you ever need a drummer, Mackie will show up and he will help you. I I guess yeah. <laughs> it's just me randomly in front of like Splitsville at Disney Springs playing with a friend who plays guitar. <laughs> it's not like, although I do play with a band occasionally, but. But sh- sure, if you'd like a drummer, I, I do He'll that He'll perform too. at your wedding ceremony. I will, I will do that. Just me, though. Just I, I, I can do a cover of literally every song on the drums. It's like every song ever made. His IG Beethoven's will be listed fifth. in the show notes. Got well, it. Yeah. Next. <laughs> uh, I'll come in a wedding singer purple suit. Yes. It'll be great. Um, but I have to keep my chops up a lot. And I started my, my primary... Uh, discipline at drums is jazz and funk um jazz specifically because that's how i learned and everything else is kind of whatever so and when i say jazz i mean like big band swing type of jazz like quartet that kind of stuff uh and obviously the beginning of the nanny is freaking amazing is from a big band that wrote that piece that i'm you know what we're on a podcast and i have a computer so i'm gonna pull it up and play it for you because it is worth playing and it's just an intro so it's not very long but uh, oh it is okay when i say it's fantastic in every way the script is amazing the cartoon thing that was a really big thing for me like 101 dalmatians like those opening credit cartoons are so cool the cartoon is so sick and the music is it just as like a big band jazz drummer it's got so much like meaty stuff to it so i i basically i always have songs that i practice too so i can like learn patterns and whatever yeah. and i found a an album that had a bunch of tv intros on it cosby show uh different world the nanny full house like all of these like you know and there was a bunch of them that i could add to my drum list so i just started playing the nanny intro over and over again and that made me be like a yes i missed home because i forgot that it took place in new york and b listening to the intro so much i'm like i really just want to watch this whole show so i just started binging the show and that just became my nighttime show uh ladies and gentlemen the nanny that is mad after the stupid ad it's the worst uh yeah oh anyway gonna gonna make sure that it actually records that would be fantastic and here we go she was working in a bridal shop in flushing queens till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes what was she to do Where was she to like this is what i play on drums so over the bridge from flushing to the sheffield's door she was there to sell makeup but the father saw more chance she had thought she was there that's how she became the nanny I'm so glad this is being recorded. Watch out, CC. Since what it means, that lady in red when everybody else is looking at The flashy girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. So, like, that to me. <clears throat> is, And it's, uh, I think it's like a 30 second intro. Is such a perfect easy quintessential big band warm-up song right it's got a lot of like straight swing it's got a lot of it's got a breakdown in the middle where you have to hit accents like it's a really good one to like get a feel for really dig into having all your limbs be separate you know playing different things you know so i just got really into it and i was like man did i love this show and shows like it i started watching this sister sister the stuff that came after it one-on-one smart guy like all of those kind of anything from the 90s yeah 90s stuff uh, Boy Meets World is on Disney Plus. So I just started doing a lot of those, and now it's like my it's like my cuddly, warm bed 
shows to make me like feeling like like my childhood is like mm-hmm. that was what puts me to sleep at night is somehow weirdly comforting i don't know i must be broken it's no not. that's how i feel <laughs> it just i for some even married with children like once i was old enough to finally like be okay staying up with my dad and watching it like it was a hundred percent me and my dad like my mom would be asleep because she always went to sleep early my dad was like a super night owl just like me so we would just stay up and watch tv together it was like the most bonding that we, <laughs> that we really did for the most part we lived in new york so like what do you do um and so stuff like that was really you know the, those like adult sitcoms not like the prime yeah. time ones that for the family like the ones you were not supposed to watch yeah. as a kid so yeah anyway the nanny apparently coming back into my life strong which i like i'm not mad about it i am not mad at all the f- the fact that i've been able to find so many old things between specifically hulu and hbo like that's why i have all the streaming services instead of just like oh i'm a netflix person yeah but not hulu. no i like, have I them do- all because like uh, between them just, i found Nobody knows about this show. I guarantee you. Find me somebody. I want to see if you know this show. Hit me up my DMs on on Discord. I, I can almost guarantee nobody's heard of this. Have you heard of uh, Sequest DSV? <laughs> no. Guarantee you've never heard of this show. <laughs> no. This show happened at the very, very end of the 80s, in the yeah. early 90s. And it, it lasted, it was kind of on the Star Trek uh, wave, the, the next generation. The, the Captain Picard and Riker and all those guys. That started in 1987. Even though it was a very 90s show, it really started in the beginning, in the end of the 80s, and like really got rolling in the 90s with movies and all that other stuff. Sequest was kind of in that big wave where everything was sci-fi, everything was very like, you yeah, know, like a like military operations without being military, just like Star yep. Trek was like military in space. This was military under the ocean. The idea is that it was a futuristic show where hmm. like the a lot of the earth was ruined by pollution etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like in the in the near future and uh everybody's turned to fighting for underwater ocean land you know like and fighting for because you can Very do like creepy. habitats and yeah so sequest DSV stand stood for deep sea vehicle was like the military uh police enforcement of the o- the people fighting in the ocean so they were like pirates and you know people like mining for oil and all that shit so like the D- the sequest was like a really really highly technologically advanced gigantic submarine and they would just go out <laughs> very like captain planet very you know they would just like be fighting crime under the ocean but the biggest claim to fame is the lead guy from it is Rob Schneider who is famously the lead character from Jaws uh, and the lead heartthrob of the show was Jonathan Brandis who was uh, uh, the lead character in The NeverEnding Story Part 2. If you told if me that this was the cast of Star Trek I would I would believe you. <laughs> yeah it's it's i'm telling you it's star trek under if you looked up reviews of sequest it says star trek under the under the ocean that's literally what it is because star trek was a f- global oh, wait, phenomenon the first episode point. was 1993 93 so yeah so that's what i'm saying it was riding the wave of like the star trek yeah. original movies plus the star trek next generation that whole sci-fi kind of like mm-hmm. vibe that was going on in the early 90s they were kind of riding that and it had early 90s cgi let me tell you it looked like toy story one you know like it i also like real. never saw the never ending story too just look up jonathan brandis i guarantee I he was on him. everything i guarantee you you've seen his face on he was on yeah. commercials he was on wheaties boxes he was like the everybody he killed himself because that's oh. child actor and yeah it was awful but like 
him and Jonathan Taylor Thomas and like there was a bunch of those like really mm-hmm. young guys yep, who yep, were yep. and they had the same half bowl haircut that like split in the sides right and they're always wearing baseball jerseys like really oversized with like really big giant white sneakers with the socks like cast of the sandlot yeah exactly uh, and th- they were the big names of it and the, g- the the black guy in it too was also like a famous at the time uh, Don Franklin. He was another guy who was in a lot of sci-fi stuff and mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, uh, I can I can tell you right now, nobody's seen this, but this is one of those things where like I found out it was on Peacock or something, and now I'm like, oh my god, I gotta watch Sequest. Oh my god! <laughs> and Taryn's like, she's like not even watching, and then <laughs> so every once in a while she'll hear some stupid shit that's going on in the show, and she'll be like, what are you even watching right now? What is it? It makes no sense right now. Oh like, my god! The script line, like nothing, none of it is. It was a very small, specific pocket of television very that niche. did not age well. <laughs> very, very niche. It, it was supposed to take place in, I think, 2030s or something. So it was like, to them, it was like, you know. So far away. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was, but not like super, super far. So it was outrageous. It was like just after our present. But yeah, uh, I think it was 2032 or something like that. Anyway, let me know if you know of Sequest. Or actually, what I really want to know is what is your favorite childhood show, which will be telling because we have we have quite a an age spread of people. And this is not meant to. I don't care about what your age is. It doesn't matter. But everybody what kind has, of childhood are we talking about? Like, like when you first started having your shows, not shows that you were in the room when your siblings or your parents were watching. Like the ones you identified with that you really enjoyed watching, whether you were allowed to or not. Like, is it cartoons? Is it sitcoms? Is it like everybody's got their thing? Like once television became something you were consciously aware of, you know, that you got to choose what style of thing you liked because you're only going to remember so far. You're not going to remember what you liked when you were two or three. You know, you're going to you're going to remember stuff when you were like, well, I can remember my like toddler, like between the lions, you know, Zaboomafu, Zoom, all of those. But like. Oh my god, I feel so terrible because my first like TV shows were like like Jersey Shore. Well, listen, some people also didn't watch TV when they were kids because they were like TV was not a part of their Yeah, like we culture. I had PBS kids until I was like 13 years old. I mean I mean, I did like you know some of my personal like Bill Nye the Science Guy and Where in the World yeah, I could San watch Diego those and, and stuff, like, but like we just had stuff. like PBS, like that was it until like okay, maybe not thirteen, like you know, like ten or eleven, and right, that's when right. I got into like you know like Jersey Shore, Teen Mom. Right. That's when no sixteen and pregnant, not even Teen Mom. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when MTV started being like so <laughs> looking around the board and like what else can we uh, can we make here. <laughs> And they were like all the trashiest teen stuff that they could possibly get out. <laughs> Just like Jersey Shore was so popular. Well, also it was all all on the heels of Real World, really. But I was too young for Real World. That was like oh, I was too young for Real World. I was I was even too young for Real. Real World was just before me. Like the real, like original real world, not the new, like, you know, real yeah. world versus road rules bullshit, but like the original cast of like the first couple like of seasons. All those that MTV shows, um, Date My Daughter or whatever it was, mm-hmm. like Next Wasn't Door. Wasn't there like a weird, the like, uh, they, they all came off a bus? Yeah, and they Next. Had to like, Next. That was it. Next. 
Dude, I used to watch it all the time. I know. These shows were so much. Um, sweet 16. My super sweet 16. My super sweet 16. Oh, I could Pimp my ride. My dad used to hate watch the shit out of that show. <laughs> my super sweet 16 was his favorite show to hate watch and just cuss these little girls out to I will the never forget never Lil Wayne's daughters super sweet 16 like she was like oh a big one on there my. oh my gosh you ever just think about your classic grumpy old black guy who was in the war right that's my dad right so <laughs> who's just like these kids don't know how they have it and blah 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 and this stupid little stingy girl is like that just watching him watch the show was way more entertaining than just watching the show. my dad would watch secret life of the american teenager with me <laughs> really that's with uh shailene woodley, shailene woodley yeah yeah. And he would specifically only refer to it as the secret life of you need to keep your pants on. That's anytime. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, Monday night, secret life of you need to keep your pants on. And what a classic <laughs> dad joke. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's hilarious. Uh, oh, my God. We didn't even. I just now realized when we look back at our notes, we didn't even get a quarter of the way through no. our story book Daily Mirror. And we went off on a landslide. We are so of, broken. It's not even funny. It's, this podcast, I will repeat to everyone, is just an excuse for Isla and I to have a weekly phone call and talk yep. to each other. And sometimes during the conversation, you might catch us talking about once upon a time. <laughs> look, Bart left. He's so bored of us. He can't even deal with our bullshit right now. <laughs> Okay, what am I looking for? I'm looking for something. Here it is. Uh, we got voicemails, y'all. Um, I'm just going to play these in the order that they came in because they are actually yeah. from longest to shortest. So uh, we have first uh, Jordan, we haven't talked to in a while because she's been teaching and then she was super busy. But now she's uh, back to let us know what she's been up to. So here's Jordan. Hello, friends. It's Jordan. Um, I am playing quite a bit of catch up uh, at the beginning of the summer. I don't know why I thought I had listened to all of season one episodes, but I needed to catch up on a couple of those. And now I am on your season two premiere. Oh, wow. And I love you both dearly. But sweet Jiminy Christmas. Four and a half hours. (laughs) <laughs> Again, I repeat, I love you guys so much, and it is not that I don't want to hear you talk for four and a half hours because I have spent, I think, about that She's much time on the phone right Chris, just like yeah. while we're both working and trying to get things done and chatting, and that is not my issue. Can confirm. We have talked for a long, long time like that. I just appreciate that. Jordan, also being from the North, this is our people. Can we just talk about communication for a second? This is how our people talk to us. They're like, Jesus Christ, why are you doing four-hour episodes? This is why we keep apologizing. We keep apologizing because we can hear the echoes of our friends being like, what the fuck is wrong with you when we do something like this? So when we ask you if you like it and then you say yes, this is why we're surprised. (laughs) It's because we would be saying this to our friends if we found out they did the obnoxious stuff that we're doing. We would say the same. That's just how we talk to each other. I don't know if it's specifically a Northeast thing or just we all happen to grow up the same way, but... Just to give you an idea, when we say the trauma, to give you an idea what the trauma is, that's it. Not to say that Jordan's being dramatic or is making us feel trauma. I'm just saying, like, this is what I'm used to. Yeah. I, can, I, I heard, not even Jordan, I heard my friends 
Like, oh, you have a podcast. That's cool. Uh, like, what are you talking about? Like, once upon a time. Well, I mean, I guess. Well, how long are your episodes? Sometimes they're like four and a half hours. But like, fuck, Jesus, mm-hmm. why? Like, that's how I, I hear it. And it's hilarious. But like, that's just the norm. So <laughs> thank you, Jordan, for repping home. Thank you for this is now. This Thank is I was you waiting for, for being us. here. <laughs> Thank you for loving me. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> we are so damaged. Why did Jordan, we choose we Southern accents? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But we but we committed, and that's all that's important. Um, Jordan, we appreciate your candor and your honesty, and we love you just as much. Continue. We will let you continue. My issue is that I crave closure and I need to hear the whole episode. So, so far I have driven to work, home from work, gone to the grocery store, listened while I was in the grocery store, and I'm still not even to you guys starting the show. (laughs) I love you so much and I will continue to do this tomorrow if that is necessary and on my way home from the grocery store. And one other thing I just wanted to comment on, I don't know if anyone else remembers this. Maybe it's a Mandala effect. Wink, wink. When this show premiered a billion years ago, it was stated as a limited series, which was, again, my craving for closure, an issue that I had. At the end, when the spell broke, I was like, yay, happy ending. What a nice show. 22 episodes. And then another curse came. And I was like, what? I'm going (laughs) to keep watching this? I'm going to commit to this for another year? Which I did again and again and again. And yes, I was one of those saps that had no plans on a Sunday night at 8. Hello, because I was in school. What did anybody else do on Sunday night? True. Uh, I thought that cut me off, but I just got a Snapchat. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Anyways, I love you guys so much. That's the natural way of me cutting myself off. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, God. Okay, so I said... I said that this show is an excuse for us to get on the phone and talk with each other. I think... The show has become an excuse to hear from you guys. Honestly, we watch the show as a bonus at the end, but really, we show up so that we can hear from you amazing people. Because that the amount that we just got to laugh at, at just our friends, you guys are our friends. Like, this is hilarious. We don't even to have me. to record the episode. <laughs> no. This is just this. Our podcast is just catching up with friends now. It's catching up with friends with Island Mackie. That's just really what it is. Uh, also, the description of like go to work on the way home from work to the grocery store in the grocery store on the way back from the grocery store and still not even that. This is why I'm so paranoid about like guys. I'm so sorry. I I'm lost so sorry. it. I'm so sorry. And that description is how I processed. If I was listening to my own show, I'd be like, this guy is talking too much. Why is this show so long? Um, and I, the, the, also the comment, like, I will continue this tomorrow if I have to. <laughs> it's hilarious. Narrator. you can't do a four-hour episode in one shot. To. And she did. Yeah. Uh, spoiler, she did have to. Um I I just did a quick search and I could not find any evidence that it was a limited series, but I do also have a vague memory of it being uh, some either limited or like a t- or a special or some kind of you know like 
I I don't know. It's I I have some memory of it. I don't know if it's if it actually happened or if we just group hallucinated this, but uh, or maybe they were just promoting it as something so special Mandala that we thought effect. it was just. A, I mean, it has to be. Um, but I under, I totally understand the need for closure because while I also feel that I am also scared of it. <laughs> Because we've talked yeah. about like not finishing, like I get, I I need closure, so I need to know what happens. But I get right up to the part where they are about to tell me the last thing that happens, and then I have to like cancel my way out and stuff. I have two episodes of Lucifer left. <laughs> oh my god! So Lucifer, I was late on, and so I started rewatching at your recommendation, but I'm so far behind that I wasn't able to like catch up when the new season released. So I'm in like season two or something right now. So I, but I love it. It's a great show. Ready. It's very, very cleverly written. Um, did we talk about Miranda? I feel like we did. It's, it's a British comedy show. It's actually a British comedian who started a show similar to like Ellen was a stand-up comedian. And then she started like her own show. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, one of the character, one of the actors on the show was a very, very young Tom Ellis, which is that's how I know him from. Uh, before oh, we, American I think TV. we did talk about this. Yeah, he was like her love interest, and he was brilliant on that show. Although it was comedy, and he does do not Lucifer type of comedy. It was like slapstick sitcom comedy, oh, really? right? Like that. He he's like the guy who she falls. He in love seems with very like, goofy in real life. Oh, okay. We should watch a little bit Miranda together because now because I know you're such a huge Lucifer fan. I want you to. I want to see what your reaction is to watching him in yeah this, i do like, i really type of role. i got really attached it, to the cast so yes i would because yeah, now i like yeah, follow yeah. i follow tom ellis's wife on instagram because i'm like i mean i'm obsessed with your wife like yeah uh like i don't know the amount of people who know that hugh laurie from house the guy who plays house is a long-standing a comedian and b uh jazz composer he has jazz albums out. He's like Jeff Goldblum. Like, he plays piano. And you told me this voice. because I'm obsessed with him. Oh, it's really, really good, too. But House was one of my favorite shows. He was, uh, he and Stephen Fry, who, for anyone who has ever gotten the, uh, one of the versions, I don't remember which one, I think it's the American one, the version of the audiobook of Harry Potter is re- as read by Stephen Fry. That's <laughs> his voice. Very, very, very posh. Uh, received pronunciation English. We talked about accents. Right? Yes. He is the BBC News accent. Very classic, straight ahead. Um, and Hugh Laurie, they had a show called A Little Bit of uh, A Little Bit of Fry and Laurie, I think it was called. Um, and it was the two of them in a in basically a vaudeville kind of variety act, mm-hmm. right? And then he got picked up by Rowan Atkinson, who plays Zazu in. The Lion King also plays Mr. Bean, if you're familiar with that character, yep. uh, who played a character in the 80s called the Black Adder, which was a uh, <clears throat> it was a comedy sketch that he wrote for a charity. It was like a Red Cross telethon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the character was so popular that they turned it into a limited TV show. It, it only aired for four, technically five seasons with specials. And every season was six episodes. It was like really short, limited run. Um, and it, the idea was that there is a black adder in every generation. So season one was Henry VIII, right? So he's like some the son of some some prince mm-hmm. in some kingdom, and he's a doofy like Mr. Bean type of character. In season two, uh, Miranda Richardson, who plays the Animagus Bug uh, Rita, Rita Skeeter in 
uh, Harry Potter. Oh, okay. She plays she plays Queen Elizabeth II, who is the off with her head queen that Alice in Wonderland Queen is based off of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she was, you know, famous for be- beheading Protestants. So that's like the thing she's Bloody Mary. Oh, not Bloody Mary. That's that's Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, but queen, most of the queens of England, frankly, were most known for beheading people. It was like their most claim to fame. But but she was uh, very petulant, very 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 young, and so she was snappy a lot and would just order people to be killed. Well, the Black Adder in that era was her like main advisor or something, and they were always making fun of him, and he was always trying to not get killed by the queen. In season three, he was the butler to uh king george the third or something so it's all it's like british history and i'm yeah. saying that this black adder character and and so he is it's the same actors all everything right it's the same actors in all of them that are playing slightly different roles and the black adder is always super super like smarter than everybody in the room but like the poorest one like next to he has a servant but like he's like poor you know yeah. so he's like a servant to the queen or whatever um in episode four he was like a lieutenant in the british revolution or something like in a war and again same characters playing the same type of roles but in that next generation hugh laurie was one of that band of like theater people with him so in season three he was king george III, and that's what made him famous like that role and it was just six episodes, but and King George the Third was famously stupid. He was like really, really dumb. We talk <laughs> about so it in made, our Hamilton episode on Patreon. That's yes, we do. Uh, and so, like Black Adder actually being smarter than the king, but having to serve him all the time causes this like fun, you know. Yeah. And he has his own servant, so like he's always talking about leaving and starting his own thing. But because of his class status, it doesn't work. But Hugh, so Hugh Laurie and Bla- and uh, Rowan Atkinson doing that back and forth of of the you know prince and the pauper type of thing but Mm -hmm. him being smart is just absolutely brilliant and as a kid i used to watch it all the time so when house came out and like america's like freaking out over how great he is and i'm like that's this doofy king guy from all the black adder stuff like that's you know like what i know from perfect as house but like i mean he was he really was about closure that show had yeah the most beautiful ending i mean that show is that show was you know, coming on the heels of uh, Grey's Anatomy and ER and like all of these like, you know, very famous, dramatic American medical shows. I think it was probably one of the more important pieces of writing of our lifetime, I think, on TV yeah. in terms of in terms of drama, which we understand is like overplayed and, you know, or like, uh, you know, very grand and big and overdramatic. But I mean, it, it was absolutely brilliant. But to watch a character like that is all I'm saying, playing a dramatic role, even like Lucifer, which is witty, but not like goofy slapstick funny. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's, a, it is a comedy, it's but like it's cutting. not. I know what you mean. Yeah. But to watch them, both of them in, you know, in Great Britain, get, getting on these like goofy sitcoms, is it, it's a lot more normal for them to flip back and forth between comedy and serious stuff because <laughs> Brits aren't as mean in terms of making fun of people as Americans are. So if you if you took like a straight up comedian and put like, can you imagine like Jerry Seinfeld in like a horror movie? Like it does like we would just <laughs> laugh. We like we wouldn't we would never respect it. Whereas I think it's a little bit more respected in another country. Um I mean, that's based on absolutely nothing. That's just conjecture. But that's just what I see is that they seem to flip back and forth. No, I agree with you. You're typecast, you know. But then I think about Robin Williams and I can see him both 
goofy. We had some exceptions. I think because it went so over the top, you know, like it went past a threshold of like Tom Ellis is like a normal actor. He's yeah. not, you know, like he doesn't have that like special thing that like a Robin Williams would have that's like just way outside. Like yeah. nobody he really has. So I think they're like normal line of actors can still okay. do that. Whereas here you'd have to be like really over the top spectacular to be able to pull off both somehow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and even then it's rare too. you know, like how many have we had? Like we have older ones, Robin Williams, even John Leguizamo or like some other like, but how many do we still have? I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying ben to Ben Affleck think of one is right really now. on the fence. Like Gone Girl mm-hmm. was good. And obviously Jay and Silent Bob are like really funny, but like we, okay, don't, but we still ben don't really respect Affleck him that carry way. Gone Girl? No, he did not. Like, no, that was. I need to watch that movie again. It was really confusing. Uh, like I don't know. I, I can't still don't think know how of I feel anyone. about it. Right? Like, like who who is um, active even, or even just recently active? Well, Heath Ledger maybe. Ten Ryan Gosling? You, no, really. he's more like a Tom Ellis. Like, I witty. would know. I would count Ros, uh, Ryan Gosling because he he can do Ryan very Reynolds? really funny. Yeah, actually, Ryan Reynolds. I would count. I think I would, I would count, count Ryan Reynolds. Because look at Deadpool. I would count Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But look at the prestige that someone like that. You see how much gravitas that yeah. character has to, like, he as an actor he's a household has name, to carry you know? around. Like, yeah. But he's a household name as, like, a god. You know, like, as this, like, yeah. perfectly crafted, beautiful, charismatic, like, it's all these things. Like There's actually Thomas no one more perfect dude. than Ryan Reynolds, if we're being honest here. <laughs> we're gonna put a finer point on it he's actually kind him of and his wife blake Lively. let me blake lively uh, blake lively and Ra- she's pretty Ryan. stunning okay they're just like the most Tell- beautiful couple i've ever heard of in my life they are pretty they're pretty wonderful i agree um by the way we are still having a, a podcast recording just in case you were tuning in <laughs> from wherever you are. if you're fast forwarding and you're like get get this out of here and uh here it is here you you reached it thank you uh you can stop here so that we can continue to play you voicemails we can't even uh, take it back this now. one <laughs> uh i don't plan on why, why would we take any of that back <laughs> ryan reynolds is gonna hear that and become best friends with us and you're talking about taking it back how dare you <laughs> um i don't know i don't know it's fine here we are. Listen, the people asked for this. Did they? They're probably going to stop listening soon. <laughs> They're like, I can't handle this anymore. Someone else called in, right? Let's give someone else a chance to speak. Uh, sure, it was Lucas, actually. So uh, let's hear from Lucas. Hi, Mackie and Isla. This is Lucas. I hope it's okay. I'm calling again. I feel like uh, I've called a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Keep calling. Uh, I wanted to call because I'm officially caught up. Woo! Yay! It should be concerning that I was able to do it as fast as I was, but it's fine. Um, I have a couple things to say. So first off, about like the Tallahassee episode, uh, you were like confused as to why Emma didn't trust Hook. I think it's like was shown through that episode with her with the story with Neil as to why she just she just doesn't trust people, and I feel like they both have like the same kind of cocky attitude. So she was like. I know this kind of guy, this kind of guy hurts me. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then another thing, don't hate me. So I haven't watched the show Lost. I don't have, like, it's not something I'm like very, very interested in. I might watch it at one point. But we would never hate you for that. It makes me sad <laughs> that 815 is not like a once upon a time thing. Like, 815 is 
everywhere in one's prime time. And to know it's a lost reference, I don't know. It made me kind of sad. Please don't hate me. Um, also, you, Mackie, you mentioned something about me calling around episode 18 to talk about um, how I talked ah, about the ratings and stuff. But I didn't know that until I was past <laughs> episode 18. So, yeah, my bad. And my favorite season one episode is Stable Boy. Nice. Oh. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all I have to say. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye, Lucas. Love it. Thanks, Lucas. Thank you, friend. We appreciate you. Also, we don't hate you for not watching Lost. It you is know what, probably... Though? That kind of makes me sad. That there are people out there like Lucas who think that 815 is like a a storybook reference like they see 815 and they're like oh storybook well 815 i don't want to take that from them as this time thing i don't think that it's unreasonable 815 specifically like yes like 8 and 15 were part of like a bigger set of things and lost but 815 specifically because i mean he's right like 815 as a grouping was used multiple times not not just like yes there are other random loss numbers and that's fine but 815 staying together and being a time yeah, and being a date and time. all that stuff mm-hmm. it, I, so to me i don't think it's not a once upon a time thing i think it is a once upon a time thing 815 specifically and and yes it originated from lost because lost came first yeah you know what i think, I think you're right it kind of evolved into a bigger it's thing it's both yeah so I lucas think you get started... to hang on you can hang on to 815 a hundred percent. I don't think I don't think it takes any. You have away a solid case for it. Of course. I mean, I, I yeah. That's that's a that's a slam dunk. I think. Yep, it is. Um, also, you can own whatever you want to own for your show, and no one can take that I mean, away. That's true. So that as well. So if you want a fifteen, that's yours, man. Like, I don't know. We're not gonna. We're not like nobody's gonna we will strip not that away. Gatekeeping girl boss eight fifteen. Yes, can... gatekeep. That's what I meant. Gatekeeping dumb <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and if you want to watch lost you can it's it's pretty good that's pretty good but don't feel no pressure because you're not gonna like you're not missing anything necessarily but yeah. if you get bored one day and you just want to you know catch up on the stuff we're talking about or, or other people have talked you've probably heard other people talking about it's a good it's a good bingeable show that's easy to get sucked into and then get really bored with, and then be like, I should finish it, and then get sucked into again. Like that's, that's kind of what my experience was. Yeah, that's a fair. Like the middle part, the middle to toward the end, until it picks up again around the like spinning of the wheel thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like once things got really yeah. crazy, like that whole part before that was so like okay. I can see why there would do? be a drop off and then a remembrance yeah. and then finishing it out strong. Yeah, yeah. But once once that the wheel got spun and everything started going haywire like that's from that point to the end of the show I, I was glued. I needed to see six episodes in a row because I couldn't stop because I wanted to see the next thing every, like the whole time all right. over again. So it's, it's pretty good. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. It's pretty good. Uh... And thank you for remembering to call back. <laughs> In the Stable Boy is a very good episode. The end of the episode. Stable Boy is a fantastic uh, entry for favorite episode. Although I would love to know why. Not because I don't think it's a good choice, but I, there are a few, excuse me, I have hiccups. There are a few different reasons. Uh, a few why different things that happened. Just, so like, yeah. which, I'm just one, curious which one did it if for there's you? Something, is there something specific? Yeah. Uh, so thanks, Lucas, for that awesome voicemail. We have one more. From a special guest. <laughs> special guest. This is great. Hi, my name is Jeff. I'm kidding. It's Karen from Texas. 
Um, okay, so I promise this isn't going to be like an every week thing, or it could be, I don't know. But um, y'all are currently in the part where y'all are talking about whether you think Gus guys like sliding in, like that little what, like smoothness was charming or creepy. And it made me think of the Doppler slash Dahmer effect, where it very much depends on if you find it endearing or not. So like a lot of these things that huh. happen in this show, um, and this is just a good example of it, if you find it, if you found this person to be creepy, a lot of the things are like even things that charming does would come off as creepy. But because we like him, they come off as charming, right? So it's the Doppler slash Dahmer effect, and it's just so funny. Like I like to watch this show now because it's like the millionth time through, and I'm like, okay, but if this was anybody else, would this be cute, or would it be like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. If that's called play? pretty privilege. So, anyways, super fun fact: Doppler slash Dahmer effect. Okay, that's all. Love you, bye. Yo. Have a great weekend. Love you, Taryn. Taryn Aran. Love you, Taryn Clutch. Um, I yeah, love so it. the Doppler Dahmer effect is now worded as pretty privilege. Oh, really? I, I don't, that's not the official name change, but pretty privilege is exactly that. Is that what, is that how people are talking about it now? If Zach Efron comes up to you and it's like, I'm buying you a drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're jumping that, off the yeah. cliff because it's Zach Efron. If, you know, Joe Schmo walks over and goes, I'm buying you a drink. You're spinning in his face yeah. and walking away. Right. Pretty privilege. Interesting. Is it specifically because of, is it like always the same reason? Is it specifically physical appearances? Is it like just uh, status? Is it environment and um, co- like, a, you know, like the context? Like, you know what I mean? Like it. Like, what makes it this, like, the Doppler-Dahmer thing, is it just because of circumstance changing your perception, generally speaking, or does it have to be something specific? I don't think it has to be something specific. Because it's a really, really valid point that that's kind of essentially what I was trying to bring up when we stopped the episode, when we were saying, like... This, this to me I'm reading it a certain way and you were reading it a slightly different way and we kind of like <laughs> met in the middle somewhere but like what what was polarizing that into two different receptions right when it was the same guy doing it delivering it the same way but it's received in two different ways possibly three different ways if we count uh, Red's reaction and Bell's reaction being different than the two of us of not really knowing if he's creepy or if it, you know like it it, it is very interesting that if it's, yeah, if it's anybody that we're supposed to assume only has good intentions, then we're like, oh, he's just being nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it, it causes this uh, sort of blocker, you know, to what what it could be, which I, I always wonder, too, like back in the day before people were getting, you know, like raped and kidnapped and killed and so much more frequently when like literally everybody's scared of everyone else, you know, things like this were commonplace. Of, like, talking up a girl at a bar is, like, the only way you met anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before, like, digital and social media and all that other stuff. So now, if anybody talks to you, they're automatically trying to slip stuff in your exactly. drink. Like, that's, yeah. your assumption is always not even just, like, malice. It's it's dangerously bad. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, this person will murder. Like, you go straight to I'm getting murdered yeah. tonight. Not like this guy might be a Republican. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, not anything. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's interesting that at some point that was the charming, like going up to a girl and getting a milkshake for her and sharing it with two straws was romantic. And the modern day equivalent of that is 
like horrible <laughs> like you wouldn't even dream of doing it. it's right. automatically disrespectful somehow you know what i mean <laughs> very odd uh tanner Ann, thank you for uh, enlightening us with this philosophical conversation <laughs> i love that she always dips in and just like hits us with these bombs and fun facts and she goes you probably already know this and by the way like three times out of three i have not known yeah exactly no never and she comes out like, spitting straight cool facts right it's just like enlightening my life here and you're like you probably already know this but bam bang 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 here's a bunch of stuff you totally didn't know right <laughs> this is why we love this segment because you guys teach us things and you make us laugh and you make us feel like we have friends <laughs> i swear to god we, there's a ghost in my house right uh, I was very concerned that she is actually on a ghost hunter show and not a podcast. I, just, I felt it. That was so spooky. Okay. Oh my gosh. You do live in the spookiest place in America. I know. It's so, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to well, hope they're nice and be okay with it. If you just put your volume really, really high up and then put your headphones into the air, then they will hear the newsboys scare them away. Get out of here, ghosts. You are not welcome here. Uh, our show pre-show begins. We are in season two, episode eight, Into the Deep. Uh, Into the character backstory. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I didn't pull over a sound effect. What were we going to play that for? Oh, anytime we're in the woods. That's what it was. <laughs> okay, the amount of people who were confused that we were making an Into the Woods the musical reference Into was the Woods alar- to Grandmother's House. Yeah, not only was it alarming, it made me feel so good that our audience is so tuned into musical theater. I have never been a more happy host in my whole life. Can I just say that, please? Like, honestly. It's perfect. Thank you guys for being like our people like we really we're attracting ourselves to yep. listen to the show i assume and it doesn't mean that we don't like you if you don't like musical theater there were already people in this who were like I, I don't really dig it that's totally fine and we respect you just the same i it's just that musical theater fans are hard to find and pull out so i'm just glad that we found some at yeah. all just to represent that that side of things um but yeah, people people turned out were like, I thought you were talking about Into the Woods. And I was like, that's a hilarious miscommunication. <laughs> that no, we were talking about the backyard again. <laughs> and TikTok, by extension. Um, anyway, character backstory is Aurora. We get Aurora's backstory now. And not really, uh, actually. Spoiler. Um, in one of our no. production notes. Okay. The episode focuses a lot on Aurora. Oh, and but it's you not know, her. dealing with Ben, but this is the first ever oh, episode right. that does not have flashbacks or flash flash forwards. So we're not really that's getting right. A so we're getting a backstory. It's just Aurora's episode, which is yeah. weird because they were okay saying character backstory none and then still having an episode. Yeah, but it's interesting they wouldn't do that here. I okay, this is a this is a wiki page, meaning that it was filled in. By normal people mm-hmm. <laughs> like people submit to it so i always wonder like i don't know how these work like somebody's got to be editing them so it, if, if it's just like a mishmash copy paste of a bunch of different people's information i can see how it would have like one style here but a different style here you know what i mean yeah i guess you're right um well, it aired on November 25th, so I suppose this is their Thanksgiving episode. Not that it makes a difference, because <laughs> well, they're not 
I don't think they're like celebrating Thanksgiving in Storybook or anything. Uh, but it is notably Once Upon a Time's 30th aired. Congratulations, episode, 10 years is, later. Yay. Um, oh my God. Does that mean they're 40 now? Well, no, this doesn't really work that way. No. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was written by, it looks, I'm, I'm seeing two new people, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. I, I don't believe either one of these names I've heard before. Kalinda Vasquez and Daniel T. Thompson. Is that an and, not ampersand? Yeah, I copy and pasted, so. So, yeah, so that would have been people, It's a, it says also co-producers. Does that mean both of them are co-producers? Yeah, both of them are co-producers on this episode. Oh, so this is some nepotistic bullshit is what this is. It's like, oh, the producers can all write for the show. All of the producers wrote that, or again, are all of these producers writers or are all of these writers producers? Like, are these like writers who just get a producer credit or are these producers who they were just like, hey, you, write an episode. <laughs> it's your turn now. Well, Jane is definitely a writer. We knew this. Yeah, for sure. But she's so, also a producer. I, I just picked up some of these, and uh, these Wikipedia entries on the individual people say an American television writer and producer. Hmm. So it's, it's it's really hard to tell. How does this work? Uh, staff we writer for this. Terminator, uh, following the first season of Once Upon a Time, an executive story editor and writer in the second season, promoted to co-producer. That's a writer with a producer credit. In total, Thompson had writing credits on six episodes and producer credits for two seasons, which is oh. also strange because if that's a writer who was promoted to producer and then all of a sudden was wrote way wrote six episodes but produced for two full seasons, that's forty four episodes. Like what? I'm so confused. <laughs> Whatever. I guess it's not really that important, but it's just I still it still keep coming back to this again. Writer and producer. I know. Prison Break. Human Target. Nikita. But they all, like, so it looks like they all started as writers and then, like, developed into producers. And it seemed like a lot of them, that switch happened on Once Upon a Time. And then they became producers after that. You know what I mean? Like, they got into the business as a writer. They got, you know, contracted onto Once Upon a Time as a writer. And during Once Upon a Time, turned into a producer and then started producing from that point Branching on. out as a producer. Huh. Interesting. Which, like, does that mean Once Upon a Time just churning out these amazing talent that once upon a time is turning people into like film industry superstars right. and television industry superstars or is it just that they had a lot of extra money and had money to blow and just started promoting people like i i just i, I have so many questions it's just a <laughs> weird we'll pattern that we've discovered yeah. and it's not it's just weird it's not just one or two people it's like you didn't get a promotion because you were good literally every writer on the show got promoted to producer yeah so what <laughs> And some of them got promoted to executive producer. I'm very, like, it's just, I've never seen that before. Anyway, directed by uh, a Mr. Ronald Brian Underwood. <laughs> I just went to his wiki page and saw his middle name. I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> uh, 8.75 million was last week. Uh, this week we have 8.8 .8 million. So we're kind of holding steady at the eight, almost nine million yep. mark. Uh, the synopsis reads as follows. Cora does everything in her power to steal the compass away from Mary, Margaret, and Emma in her quest to find the entrance to Storybrooke. Meanwhile, in order to protect Henry from further danger, Regina and Mr. Gold must put David's life in jeopardy in an attempt to put him in contact with Mary, Margaret across the lands to give her vital information that could help her and Emma return through the portal back to Storybrooke. That is a four line sentence without a period 
<laughs> so many words. Wow. In order to protect Henry from further danger, Regina and Mr. Gold put David's life in jeopardy. And then why, in an attempt to put him in contact with Mary Margaret, where is she? Across lands. Why? To give her vital information. This is too many subjects in a sentence. <laughs> Who wrote this? There's a lot happening. This is way too many. Oh, my God. We're just a mess. It's fine, but it's okay because we're all here and we're together and that's all that matters. And now we're going to talk to you about production notes. You're welcome for the pep talk. I needed to calm everybody down. Everybody was getting out of control. We just need to sit down. Take all right. Bring it back in. The title card on this episode features Cora's heartless victims as corpses in the forest. Reanimated corpses. So these are the ones in the town that they went back to? Yeah. Is that what I'm assuming here? The, remember they went back and found that Hook little and village? All dead? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of uh, dark. Cool. Yeah. It's really creepy, <laughs> but okay. Uh, so we got a cultural reference in here. Oh, a spindle prick is described as the old-fashioned way of delivering the sleeping curse directly to the victim's bloodstream, with poisoning by apple described as a later intervention. I love how they actually put uh, some sort of evolution behind villainy. Yeah. You know, like behind old villains magic. used to use the yeah, like the good old old fashioned way, and now we have technology like baking. Like it's just that's kind of a because you never really think of it that way. Right, it's just separate things. But like the old like woobly woobly, like you have to actually curse someone verbally. Like yeah. Maleficent went in and verbally spoke a curse out loud, which was the equivalent of going abracadabra. <laughs> like and then like saying, like, by the way, I'm not even gonna do it now. We're gonna wait sixteen years for her to grow up and feud all forget about it. Yeah. And eventually this like super long game for villainy. And uh the evil queen was just like, yo, eat this apple right now, bitch. Right now. <laughs> and immediately die. Like it was, you know, like I can see how that would be sort of a little bit of a in innovation forward moving villainy innovation it's interesting wording i like that a lot and those are obviously nods to sleeping beauty and snow white yeah 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 the good old disney references but i it's it's, it's so great that also that the sleeping curse is like the uh the the villainy move of choice but it's in different packages it's, it's always like, it's like, like yeah it's always pa- it's gifted differently every time yeah it's like the thing you can like customize to your own brand girl right? boss you know I mean? girl boss the yeah. shit out of that sleeping curse make it your own own your own time <laughs> we should have a spin-off of villains who are like like it was it would be like uh evil queen and maleficent had like a qvc I was channel just gonna say and QVC? they're like they're, yeah they're talking to like the younger generation of villains and like do you hate that old-fashioned sleeping curse do we have a thing for you i would that's like a college humor thing waiting to happen <laughs> And then, you know, speaking of Disney references, we have another one where in Storybrooke, Belle has a glass of iced tea in front of her at Granny's Diner, and it is a modern reference to the scene where the living tea set bring Belle some tea in Beauty and the Beast. I think that's like the cutest, subtle Disney reference. Yeah, that's really cool. It's, uh, it, it, I like that it doesn't have to be a one for one that it's 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 like iced tea it's not even tea tea right. like it could have been more like it could have been very it's just, yeah it's an iced and it could have been like served in the chip glass like it could have been really spoon fed but is i like, like the a fact that it's tip of the like, hat. yeah tip of the hat yeah which really like uh did we skip these on purpose or just no i just decided around, to though? connect disney and disney 
Oh, I like it. No, I'm making like audible moves. Oh, that's great. Sorry. Uh, well, here's a ridiculous one for no reason, and I don't know how anyone acquires this information. I loved this one. I'm assuming it's an interview because it says according to Guinea Good. It so made I'm me really she happy. Just, <laughs> she just said this randomly. Uh, apparently, so there's a there's a raven being used, which I'm assuming is a twofold, not just uh, Maleficent raven thing, but I thought there was another like raven reference for something of like. I think I think ravens are what like mourned Snow White yeah. and like one of the animals the or something film. when she died. Yeah. So I'm assuming it was some reference to that. But apparently the raven that they used in this episode, it lands on her shoulder during filming. Apparently it's named Chili. And Chili. I don't know how that would have come up in an interview that she was just like, Me and Chili hanging out. I wanna like find this this attribution, like that it was according to her. Like what was it a Comic Con? Like what and how does that come up? Like I yeah. really wanna know. <laughs> But I also have this love for like the names of things like babies and horses and and other animals and stuff on set that are like it's chili is great. Can you imagine having a like you like you call the animal people and be like, yo, we need a raven. Trained raven needs to land on somebody's shoulder. Like, cool, yo, chili's got chili. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, like call them by their name. So I a couple of people we know here in uh in Florida were animal trainers and care. Uh, cast members and team members yeah. so we, we know some people who worked on the animal shows at animal kingdom and in universal like a bird lady not i'm not a bird lady she's like a young girl amazing but her whole life she was just like attached to these animals and she her whole instagram's just like her with like parrots and macaws and all these different kinds of animals in the show that she trained herself I'm from when they were young and like all these furloughs happened and like it was really, really sad because she had to just, like give everything up um but like I know she like they're all named and they have like characters on her Instagram. They all have personalities oh and all this other stuff. They're like amazing. Animals are really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially trained ones. They're like they're nuts. They're so expressive. Anyway, we move on. We have an observation. In the episode promo, Aurora is pulled out of the netherworld in a cloud of purple haze, but in the actual episode, gray smoke surrounds her. Oh my god, somebody messed up the color. Little, little, well, um, I mean, unless they like write it off as some kind of weird meaning of yeah. us looking through a veil of blah, blah, blah. But blah. right now, it's a little goof. I call it a goof. Uh, reused props. What is reused here? Uh, in the back room of the pawn shop. Okay, there's a, t- oh, the tea set lamp. We talked about that, I think, in one of those, like the ones we were talking about, the puppets. We were naming things it in the pawn it. shop. Oh, it does say it. Which is, oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, it was before Hattrick. It was because we had talked about the first time that the, the tea set and the lamp showed oh, up. Oh, yes. Because yes. in Hattrick, we talked about that it had showed up in, I think it was Price of Gold, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways, the same tea set lamp that was in Jefferson's house in Hattrick. Yeah. Uh, it was just the color was just changed, which leads us to a very, very short version of one of our favorite segments on the show called Brand Info. The lamp is known as an anthropology one lump or two lamp base. No longer one lump available. or two lamp. I love that name so much. Right? Anthropology being clever. Uh, our next piece of brand info comes from our friend Bell, who is wearing a Chloe dress from BCBG. Also, no longer available. I'm not reading that whole name. That's stupid. It's BCBGs. BCBG Maxarizia. <laughs> no thanks pass uh bell is very on brand she's always if we notice bell is the one repeatedly like 
yeah, things to award up. ceremonies and stuff. Like her wardrobe is always Literally. to die for. Did I tell you that this is a uh, sidebar? Me and Isla being friends again <laughs> on the podcast. Did I tell you that we saw Clifton from What Not to Wear? Like directly in front of us at Coronado Springs when we stayed there. No. We were walking because they have a bridge. They have three three bridges all because there's, yep. there's a lake in the middle. Three bridges that meet at a restaurant in the middle called the Three Bridges Restaurant. We were like bouncing around in there trying to get reservations for dinner and we walked across one of the bridges and at the end was a guy with his family and everybody was behind me talking and I, I did that thing where I walked around him like this the whole time. <laughs> And I turned and I was walking backwards and I'm like, babe, babe. And she's like, what? You're being so weird. What do you want? Babe, that's Clifton from Wanted to Wear. Turn around, turn around. Oh my God, turn around. Oh my God. And we're like being super weird. And he was just chilling with his family. Yeah, he was right in front of me. And I love celebrities like that that are like just famous enough where like they've been on TV, but like they're not going to be swarmed by randos who yeah. are like, oh my God, Kim Kardashian. Like it's, you know what I mean? So he was just left alone. Like nobody, if I hadn't said anything, they would have missed it completely. But, uh, I am cursed with, cursed, I say cursed, I really love this attribute about myself, growing up in not just New York, but but walking like the middle of Midtown Manhattan yeah. so long, you get used to spotting people in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see those like weird like magic tricks on on uh, in film and TV shows where there's like a lot of people walking by and then they walk by and then the person behind them disappears? Like that's real. Like yeah. that really, ha- like you lose people in a crowd so much. You're talking like thousands of people all walking in the same direction in in the middle of Times Square uh and so to be able to just like like celebrities that are in Broadway shows openly walk around in Times Square unnoticed it's really really bizarre like that is crazy. <laughs> like they just what I mean depending on their level of fame like you if you walk with enough purpose and you're not overly like if no one's fawning most people recognize celebrities because of their entourage yeah. so if a person like Donnie Osmond literally like I'll make a man out of you, Donny Osmond, was walking in the street. I was on my way to a theater, and he walked by and, like, bumped into my shoulder. And the only reason I knew it was him is because he turned around to say sorry. And I was like, oh, it's okay. You're Donny Osmond. He was playing the Beast at the time. In, at no, the I'm Beast. sorry. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And I And before I could process what happened, I was like, oh yeah okay this woman he turned back around and this like 45 year old woman was like right in front and eyes lit up like she was gonna eat him alive and he started running (laughs) like he were right because he had to go to the theater he was like okay i gotta go and like ran down the street oh my god there's so many cases of seeing like random celebrities who will like come out of the stage door and turn a corner and then are invisible like the stage door people are going crazy. Like Adina Mandel and Kristen Chenoweth used to do that in Wicked all the time. They would come out of the stage door and all these fans, and then they would just walk down the street like normal people. Like, like it wasn't a group of like groupies like following them all the way that down is the block. So they crazy. Would, it was it New York is such a weird place, but doing that often enough, you start to be able to to pick it out of a crowd. So every time I I always tell Taryn I make fun of myself because when I, I case a room when I walk in uh not to rob it in fact the opposite I, I look at every set of eyes in the room to identify if I know them or not the or who is, if I recognize them yeah and the reason is because I was sort of a bad kid who was always not where I was supposed to be <laughs> and so I had to I had to find the person in the room who's gonna wrap me out to my mom so I could stay on the opposite side of the room from them because New York is real small you're gonna see your next door neighbor 10 miles away from your house you're gonna be in Manhattan where oh my you don't gosh. live and so I would have to walk in a room and be like yo is there anybody who knows my mama because 
if so i gotta plan b this so <laughs> so now and then i would go oh shit that's like omarion or whatever like i just feel like while i'm looking for how to not get in trouble like, yeah oh, celebrities over there but by the way if, if bringing sally from church is here i'm gonna have to leave i have so. to go <laughs> yeah. sorry omarion our meet and greet is gonna have to wait <laughs> uh but yeah clifton from what not to wear Huh. Uh, I don't remember what made me think of that, but I felt like I had to tell you that story right now. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, it's because it's because I already knew that we didn't have a segment for our next segment yeah. before we watch the show. So by production is, notes, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, shoot. I forgot that I play the end sound. It's okay. And now for the shortest the segment on the show. Mackie, what's in the hatch? Nothing. Uh, end of segment. <laughs> there is no lost easter eggs in this episode there is one lost easter egg in the next episode and then we don't get another one until episode 17 it's gonna be a long time before we see some more hatch stuff this is like the part of lost where the hatch isn't the main thing anymore we're yeah. just trying to figure out what happened in the 70s and like who the dharma initiative are and like, <laughs> who, who cares dharma? about the hatch yeah, this is the who cares about the hatch episodes, <laughs> unfortunately. And I hope that doesn't become a, a pattern yeah. going forward. Um, but I mean, there are quite a bit left, so it's not like we, we're not going to get any, but we're, we'll just have a little bit we're of, sad. A, of a hiatus from the, from the hatch segment. Um, so now we're going to watch the show and uh, the features of some our rules. watch party. Yeah, Features, that's a first, way nicer word than rules features yeah remember when we talked about that we we're like are these rules not really like rules yeah, but, no. but they right, are. um we have a drinking game that we play that we start sort of pseudo makeup um uh, a lot of it has to do with magic and what people are wearing and repeat things from old episodes or whatever so as we remember them we will let you know that a drink is coming you can drink a adult beverage if you choose or tonight water, i or once tea. again have hot and spicy cheese it's hot and spicy cheese it's our isla's uh drinking game drink of choice i have not eaten dinner which is perfectly <laughs> fine uh we have a drink clink sound which is just like a little cheers kind of a little homage to our um production notes or any like little fun facts or things random things that we were talking about that are not part of our drinking game then we also have this sound oops <laughs> that was dumb uh <laughs> we have that sound i literally muted the, the where the sound comes out from and then said this sound and pushed a button <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh that is the sound of me playing and pausing the episode since uh some people like to sync up and watch it with us or at least you can just hear over our babbling that we are starting and stopping the show so that is what that sound is uh and we have an extremely familiar voice that you might recognize from once upon a time storybrook circus podcast from previous weeks ah, it's rewind time. that's right coming at you from episode 30 and all of the episodes before will smith who is famous for nothing else except for this show thanks will unknown star <laughs> He's up and Will coming. Smith, tell yeah, you should pay attention. He's probably going to be a big deal. Uh, he lets us know that we are going to rewind. It's rewind time so that you know that we're going backwards in case you're also syncing the show. Uh, and that we might want to rewatch something in case we were talking or if um, something is interesting. And the last thing that we need to look out for is the 
title of well the the, the title of the episode carefully hidden in script lines sometimes because sometimes they just don't straight up say it uh remind me what the name of this episode is the into the deep okay like the adele song I you guess. need to you need to use the voice oh wait thank you for reminding me i gotta prep it first hello is this working yeah okay okay good here i am i am in the witness protection program and i need you to know that this is the drinking moment of the episode there may be a way a way for me to get back into a deep slumber one that can let me access it again what what happened what just i hated all of that (laughs) who wrote this bullshit this is awful (laughs) this one sucks this one sucks so bad this they didn't even into a deep slumber into the deep okay fine (laughs) there may be a way away for me to get back into a deep slumber one that can let me access again this is just a random thing someone is just like yeah here's something i have to do this is the way fine whatever That's what that gets. Uh, all right. And now into the deep. Mm-hmm. Previously on Once Upon a Time. Their hearts, they were ripped out. When people fall under a sleeping curse, the soul travels to another world. A fire is so scary looking at the Once you control the journey, yeah. stop. There was a little boy. He talked to me. He said his name was Henry. I arranged for transport with Cora. There's an enchanted compass. He promised to take me along. I'll help you obtain it before she does. I think it's the way she did it just felt a little creepy and dark to me. Right. Felt a little oh, cool. Dear Captain, it seems you've been on quite an adventure. Uh oh. The compass, please. Yes, that. Well, matters grew complicated. It's eluded me for the moment. The details they found a bit of a bore. Really? Stealing my protection spell and climbing the beanstalk without me might seem like a bore to you. But to me, it's a betrayal. I was going to bring it to you. Our agreement remains. We are going to Storybook together. I'll get it back. I don't have time for your games. <laughs> I've crossed through too many worlds to be brought short at the brink of success. Who was it who bested you? Swan girl. Emma. Rest assured, it won't happen again. (laughs) No, it won't. You chose her. And the consequences of that decision. Oh. Are you going to kill me now? Go ahead. Try. So brave. No, I'm not going to kill you. I have something far more satisfying in mind. I'm going to leave you here. (laughs) With your thirst for revenge unquenched. Well, I complete our journey without you. There's no need to be rash. It's a very English fight. Can... Like, very British. Discuss this. <laughs> Your very... pretty face buys you a lot. Like, you're the worst. No, you're the worst. But mm. not my time. Then we agree. It's too <laughs> okay. I can do this. I can get it back. You need me. <laughs> no, I don't. You've had your chance. Now it's my turn to do this the right way. Ah! 
She's good at this Harry Potter apparating. Right? <laughs> Just like randomly pop up in places. I don't even remember whose heart is this. I know, I was just going to say, whose heart is this? Or maybe that's not relevant yet. Because she just blew on it and, oh, she's reanimating the corpses probably. Lies. Yeah. That still doesn't totally make sense. That's okay. Are you getting, like, the mummy vibes right now? Yeah, this right? is creepy. Like the, like, the main mummy, like, brings all the other mummies back yeah. and just, like, makes them go out. <laughs> it's maybe just because the mummy is one of my favorite movies. Brandon Fraser. Shout out, Brandon Fraser. Okay. Also, I was, like, a huge Brandon Fraser fan before this big craze that's happening right now. His so redemption? I it, I was like, he, it's deserved. Mm. It's 100% deserved. But, like, I know there's some people who I are know. just doing it because Pleasantville is one of my favorite movies. Mmm. So it's Encino Man and Blast from the Past and all three Mummy movies. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I meant Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past is so good. Oh, Pleasantville is, uh, what's his name? Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And Blast Reese from the Past with Christopher Walken and Brendan Fraser is oh, perfect. My girlfriend, Alicia Silverstone. I had the biggest Alicia Silverstone crush. Biggest. <laughs> I was like, share Horowitz all the way. <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> Here we are. Also, sh- also showing my age quite a bit. I was like, oh, my God, that girl in the crying video from Aerosmith. Like, ooh, most people were either not born or, like, not talking yet. <laughs> like, elementary school. Anyway, we continue. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't dig it. It's okay. Not a fan. The boy you saw in your dream, is that him? Yes. Wouldn't that be creepy if you dreamed about a kid and then someone held up a picture of your dream? dream yeah, but my son. Like, jeez. No idea. Maybe it wasn't a dream. What? That room. I've been there. When I told you about it, you didn't say anything. You were terrified. <laughs> I didn't want to make things worse by telling you I thought it might be real. A room in a dream is real. The sleeping curse. It has to be. <laughs> she said it like, duh. Like, duh, are you kidding me? I through it because I wouldn't believe him. Emma. What else did you lie about? I was... I wasn't lying. I was protecting you. What did he say? Henry, in the, in the dream. He just said his name. He, and then I woke up. Aurora's honestly Emma. mad annoying. Just like... It's going to be okay. Someone helpful. Okay. No, we have. There's just petulance. We have a compass, and the wardrobe ashes are still with Cora. Any attempt to steal from her would be suicide. Not anymore. We can stop her. How? I don't know. But I know someone who does. Rumpelstiltskin. He'll know a way. Henry. We can talk to him. Now we can communicate. Wait, wait. Oh yeah, princess. You're going back to sleep. Henry! She's acting like she doesn't sleep. Henry! Right, yeah. Like, ever. Henry! Henry! Hello? Hello? Henry! 
Who else would be here? I told you. What was it that woman you saw? Did she tell you this? Her name's Aurora. She said they have a way home, but there's someone in their way. Someone they need us to help them stop. Someone only. I really wish they, they would both turn to Regina and be like, "Who? Did you curse her? Do we have to be worried?" Your mother. Uh oh. I uh -oh. wish Henry. I wish Henry said, "It's Sleeping Beauty," like referencing the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of, she said her name is Aurora. Like, who else is named Aurora? <laughs> they smell delicious, Granny. They are delicious. Didn't take any dark magic either. Oh, and uh, okay. I charge extra for the pickles. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Granny laying down the shade. Oh, of a complicated yeah. relationship. That's cold. As I do with most people. <laughs> well, it, uh, it did take me a little time to get to know you. They will. You know, you should try it with ketchup. Condiments are this world's most powerful magic. This is weird, like, oh, I didn't like that. His, like, non-magic. Do we? Folks, I think I may need to close early. Uh, everybody out. No, it's okay. We're civil. <laughs> She's like, you're gonna kill everyone. Well, you remember the woman <laughs> who locked you up for 28 years? Uh, I should probably No, just... no, please stay where you are. Whatever she has to say. He's, won't be I don't really from like you. her controlling his Whatever she right wants. Now. Hello. Okay. I'm actually giving this to PTSD. That's me, man. And what on earth can that be? Cora. She's coming from our land. I need your help to stop her. But she was dead. You told me you saw the body. Apparently, you taught her well. Ooh, she's not. More shit. She's on her way, and I don't think I need to remind you how most unpleasant that would be for both of us. For you, I can handle Cora. That's not how she tells the story. Was it as I can you? In the end, maybe. We haven't seen any of this really. But there's a big difference this time. This time, you have someone you care about. This time, you have a weakness. So who who is this woman? Someone you'll never meet. So you say she's coming. Where is she now? With them. How close are we? Henry could already be waiting in that nether world. No, we plan to meet back there in two hours. You're not going to leave him waiting. Yeah, but what if he's he was fine? There. That looks like relatively safe high ground. We'll set up camp there, Aurora. You'll settle in and find Henry, get the information we need from Rubble Stilts. Settle in? And we do this fast, in and out. It's still dangerous out here. I'm going to make the executive decision right now to uh, make a brief pause and consider it a commercial break that you won't even notice because as soon as I'm done talking, we'll be back. And we're back. I know that was probably a very long pause for you <laughs> out there in podcast lands. <laughs> I, I just had to go collect something from the internet uh, that appropriately feels like the sound score to this scene. We are ready to begin. Into the thick of it. Something wrong? Into the thick of it. caught on something. <laughs> Does not explain your arm. <laughs> oh. 
What about my arm? The burns you're hiding. They're not from the sun. <laughs> I brushed against a poison leaf. You said that this oh, netherworld was full of smoke and flames. Why did that feel like an episode oh, of The Office? That's where you were burned. That was awesome. And totally worth the fun. I have a choice, do I? You're choosing to go in deeper and staying under longer to find this boy. I vowed to Prince Philip to protect you. Not to help some strangers find a portal to another land. Well, I was cursed to spend eternity in that horrible sleep. The only reason I'm here is because you and Philip risked your lives to save me. Every day since my waking has been a gift, so let me do something with it. It's my turn to help someone else. That's the first mature thing she said since she woke up. Right? Milan's pissed. Well, Milan's being an Aaron Burr right now. I brought your blanket from your she what? back home. Very Aaron Burr. Thanks. She is. Don't be the villain. So, Cora, she's pretty powerful. Yes, but uh, not as powerful as I am. <laughs> not your grandmother. Show some respect. I was going to say, you could say grandma, bro. You sure you're okay to do this, kid? I was born to do this. I'm done reading about heroes. <laughs> I want to be one. <laughs> Henry, bro, so gallant. I like that's gonna be my MVP line. I, oh, He's we should a have a favorite baby. line. We should have a favorite, yeah. a favorite line of the episode. Can we start doing that mm -hmm. from from this episode? Like your favorite line. I love the fact that he's like, I want to, I want to be one. Like he, he yeah. really wants to have a part in all of this. And that's really ultimately what makes him kind of the best sometimes because <laughs> that's all he wants. He just wants to be a part of the solution, you know? He wants to do God. Sometimes being one is knowing when not to run into the fire. Good advice. I'll be okay. Look, whatever he faces in there will be far less dangerous than what he'll face if we fail. I can do this. Get on with it, fast. All right, Henry. Just relax. And soon, you're gonna drift off. What do I tell them? Just listen to my bedtime story, and all will be clear. Seeing Rumpelstiltskin around a kid. Super creepy vibes right now. No, see, it's not for me because I'm thinking about what's to come, like what happens. To lock him up. Yeah, but dark dungeon. That was you. They used Cinderella to trap you with a magic quill. Yes, indeed, a quill. And yet, it wasn't the quill itself, but the ink that captured the dark one, harvested. From the rarest species of squid from the bottom of the bottomless <gasps> ocean. Impossible to find unless you're a mermaid. <clears throat> unless you're a mermaid. What the? I just hit back on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make a stupid joke. Unless you're a mermaid. <clears throat> That's important. Okay. <laughs> Harvested from That's the rarest true. species of squid. Yep. From the bottom of a bottomless ocean, impossible to find unless you're a mermaid. And this all comes back in a future episode, so it's super important. Mm -hmm. Private supply, like incredibly, like central plot kind of important. 
in my jail cell. That is where they will find it. That was a twig. Probably a kind of a Eastern European twig. Circa. <laughs> Henry! Henry! Oh, can you help us? Yes! I know I can! The Janus Rapora! You have to go to! Uncle Herman's bell? No, like, come on. Did you hear me? No! Henry, say it again! I... Did you hear that? No! Aurora, what's going on? Did you hear that? Oh, damn! What? Aurora! Wake up! Aurora, wake up! Wake up! Henry wasn't finished! Time for that is over! Yikes. Oh. Dun 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 After fighting music. Uh-oh. Oh my goodness. This is intense. Keep forgetting she's like a badass archer. She's shooting arrows across Emma's shoulders. That's really hard. They said dipset. Oh yeah, there's zombies. They can't die. Yeah. I love how for a second I forgot. <laughs> who these bad guys were? I was just like, oh yeah, some I know. Like I kind of was just like, oh, you know, they're just taking over their camp. Them, like, I mean, they're always being chased by someone, so I'm like, oh, this must be like, you know, whatever. Queens people. These ogres, are the corpses. I totally. Forgot. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's still in one piece. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. They took got her. an arrow to the face. Aurora's gone. Oh no. Henry? Are you alright? Did you see it? Did you tell them? No, I, I didn't get the chance. Something something happened. She she got sucked out of there. Henry? Some, something's wrong. Keeps getting burned. Henry. Nobody's Weird gonna let him do just, that now. It's just his arm, though. It's yeah, like, it was Aurora's too. All him. Yeah, you would have burns like all over his body. I thought you might be hungry. I hope you enjoy stew. 
I enjoy anything that masks the bitter aftertaste of poison. <laughs> Lucky. I like that. You might as well go. I'm not gonna tell you anything. Oh, I know. That's all right. You've nothing to tell. You weren't my target. The compass? Sad you lost it? I suppose. But now I have something to trade for it. They'll never trade me for that. You might be more valuable than you know. To who? Uh, they just met me and they're trying to get back to their families. <laughs> Do you really think they'll sacrifice that for a stranger? Your newfound companions? You may not know them, but I do. Villains have to no tell their plans. can't <laughs> themselves. No matter the personal stakes, they won't let an innocent die. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. We shall see. And what stakes do you have in their cause, princess? It's not as though you travel back with them. Oh. What a sweet, misguided notion. Did you really think you could have a life there? Find another prince? You've forgotten Philip already. Philip is in my heart every moment of every day. If there was anything I could do to bring gotcha. it back, I would. Is that so? What if I told you that when a wraith consumes a soul, it merely travels to another realm? But that soul can be brought back to this world. Doesn't it feel like another convenient mechanic? Yeah, this feels like convenient magic. The wraith again. is the wraith is now another portal. <laughs> like these, it's funny because I've I'm talking about Harry Potter so much this episode for some reason. I was just reading an article today about like ridiculous things about Harry Potter, like twenty five, like a yeah. Buzzfeed Buzzfeed list. And one of the things was how stupid port keys are. That and I never thought about this. The port key boot that they take to go to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It was like this big deal. They had to get up early and they had to like go and all circle around and everybody had to be touching it. The port keys are there and you touch it and they send you, but the port key stays where it is. And then the goblet of fire. Uh, somebody turned the goblet into a port key and the port key conveniently travels with them that time oh, so yeah. that he can just like get back. I never thought Harry Potter that. is filled it, with convenient magic though. Yeah. But just like a mechanic to just be like, well, this is, this is a portal now. The, the Wraith is actually yep. a portal too. <laughs> and conveniently Prince Philip can be brought back, which is funny. I mean, you do assume that a lot of characters that like get killed off can always be brought back through some loophole. Yeah. But Whenever magic is involved, because it's it based just feels in something so that's easy not real. and like cheap, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because no one ever established like some kind of like a reason like a why rule. you would suspect it or something like like to to like ease you in as a tease, and then is a reveal that like oh wraiths are also. It's just something that she's just saying now so that we can have an excuse to bring Philip back, which is dumb. yeah. But that's okay. We forgive you. Show me a little courtesy. And I may explain how. Oh, you stupid, ungrateful girl. I'm not as stupid <laughs> as you think, nor are my loyalties so easily bought. You can bring me a hundred meals and make me a hundred promises, but I will never help you. Impressively brave. There's a raven. Chili. It said crow, by the way. What up, Chili? Tell them. Tell them, Chili. The captions incorrectly said crow cause. Nope. Chili cod. Wait. I speak bird. Hold on. I mean, she is Snow White. What the hell was that? <laughs> Cora. 
We have until sundown to bring her the compass. If we oh don't, God, she really does. Speak she'll kill Aurora. <laughs> Give it to me. Hold on, Aurora. <laughs> I'm sorry. She said, "Hold on." Cora says, "Stop. Bring the compass at sundown." Hold on. Stop. Sorry, I'm on my hamburger phone. <laughs> Hello, Raven. She also whispered, fuck that bitch at the end. That was weird. Why did she do that? That's so rude. Wow. <laughs> All right. We really let a lot slide on this show. I can't let that one go. Speaking Raven. Is a, I can't. That's going to hit. That's going to hit least. Fa- okay. Do we have a favorite moment of the episode? I feel like that's more important than favorite line. We should have like a I favorite. I think it's like an unwritten rule. Scene. We just talk about it. We just talk about it. Okay. Because that would be my least favorite moment of the show. Yeah, me too. Is Snow White speaks bird. Snow White, you know, like has a connection with birds. That's one thing. Like they come over and then, oh, like they and they're tweeting and it's like a good morning and you're just like, that's like an omen. That's not literally I translate bird. Where that's she literally d- different. went, hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold, wait. I'm listening. What was that? Oh my god, okay, yeah. No, 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 no. Not you, Banana. Um, no, well, yes? you tell her. No, wait, come back here. No, hold up. Okay, you hang up. Okay. okay. Oh my god. Okay, so okay. guys, the Raven said when, when you said no, you hang up. No, I'll hang up. Okay, I'll hang up at the end. Made my whole life last episode. Oh, uh, me too. That Thank was better acting that. than what that was. Tannerine, you're the best. Just wanted to give you a little shout out. All right. Give us a minute to consider. There's nothing to consider. A compass is not worth Aurora's life. We need a plan to get back Aurora and keep the compass. My vow to Philip was to protect Aurora. That promise is all that is left of him, so it shall be done. Hey! hey. I climbed a boomstock for this. You will be your own. Mulan! Mulan! Give us a few hours, please. Hey! Hey! We haven't defeated Corbite, and you can have the compass. Hey. You can't hope to defeat her. We fight, no longer have after. access to the Dark One's assistance. Yes, we do. How? Aurora's gone. Aurora isn't the only one who's been under a sleeping purse. I can go back to that. The fact the that you fact guys, that you guys put that ridiculous. all on Aurora? You yourself. Right. Maybe a way. A way for me to go back into a deep slumber. One that can let me access it again. Another sleeping curse? Okay, fine, I guess. Oh my god, I was... Okay, I was thinking about the selfishness of her making poor baby Aurora go through this terrible... Mm. Well, that was the drink moment. Yeah, I, I know. I, that was not good. <laughs> because it went by as fast as I thought it would. Yeah. Because it's just like a, it's just like a matter of fact. It had no moment. But it's fine. It's fine. We'll just move on. <laughs> not another curse. I don't need one. I've been under already. I need to go into a sleep where my natural defenses slip away, where my mind stops protecting me. How? Your sleeping powder. If I inhale it, I will fall into a deep enough sleep that I should be able to do this. I have to I watch reruns of the nanny. Can make some more. <laughs> it's like real life. The right? poppy plant is extremely rare in this kingdom, but I know of a place that may grow some more. It's called a Oz. From here. <laughs> can we make it by sundown? <laughs> we have to hurry. Place with this weird white guy. Convinces everyone that he's yeah. magic. <laughs> he brings things to life. <laughs> there's this ugly, dumb witch. <laughs> Gets bested by a teenager. What caused this? 
When you venture deeper, oh, he doesn't have a problem with Virginia using magic away. now, huh, Henry? There are risks. Someone woke Aurora before her soul was ready to return. The violence of that act tore her away and injured Henry. Not the room full of fire he was in. <laughs> He's going to need some time to recover before he can be sent back. Out of Not the a question. chance in hell. We'd be monsters to even consider risking his life again. Careful with your tone, Charming. I understand your concern for the boy, but I know Cora. Without our help, Snow and Emma will soon be dead. And then, a true monster will be on our way to Storybrooke. This is like the train Aurora track theory right now. Yeah, it is. You have to kill one to save the other, or like sacrifice someone to save the. I know it's not killing Henry, but it's very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. but it's a sacrifice. Yeah, I don't know if this is relevant at all, but I noticed in in that I'm wearing headphones while listening to this episode that there is a ticking clock ticking in my left ear in huh. the scene. I don't know if that's crocodile related. You know, we keep calling the dark oh. crocodile. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, it it could I don't know it could not be but usually things like that are not accidents in shows like this even if it's subtle it's it's usually with intent if it can yeah I heard that clearly and it it was only on one side which is what alerted me to the fact that it was like spatial like it's supposed to be on that side of the room I Interesting. guess sometimes they mix. a lot of times sound designers will mix it that way so that you could so that when they cut to an over the shoulder they can subtly tell your mind that you're on the other side of the room by switching that sound effect so yeah. it makes it sound like you know where you are in the space which is a common problem with them. Um, with shooting shots like this where there's multiple people when you spin the camera over a different shoulder every time sometimes you lose your sense of direction um so they have to there's a very very specific way that they have to do that it's something called the 180 rule which means you have to stay basically on one side of the room if you switch to the other so if i was shooting two people and like this was you and this was me yeah and then we flipped to the other side then both people would flip and it would feel like it was backwards so you have to stay on one side of that if you draw 180 like a line and then you say you only stay on the first 180 degrees of that yeah don't cross the other side once you go to one side you kind of stay there there's ways to break it but when you do over the shoulder you have to be careful too because you're going from this side to this side right so you have to make sure that you don't go from the left side of the shoulder of one of person one and then you go to the left side of person two because the person will be looking in opposite directions so you have to go from the left shoulder to the right shoulder yeah same side the stuff like that so now in this case there's three people in the room so sometimes when you're just like doing cutting that quickly the sound designers will help by spatially moving things around the room so that you can move with the camera right even though those sounds weren't even there on set but they just go okay well there's going to be something right here and then they just keep moving that one thing around (laughs) if it's like dripping water or a creaky floor or whatever it is the door opening you know they just give you some like that's your inside baseball for the day i need to get a baseball sound of like a bat just hitting a ball in like an organ (laughs) no it's too much I don't know. You're thinking of something. There's like uh, so many cool baseball sounds that I could think of, but they're not like quick enough. Right. And then I'm immediately like, oh, just play the sweet Caroline and then just cut it off. And then I remember that that's not a universal baseball thing. That's just a Boston Red Sox thing. I mean, it's (laughs) it is a. No, it's not just Boston. It's most popular in Boston, but it is it is a thing that other people do, but it's not exclusive to baseball either. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like a crowd To me, I'm just like, thing. oh. Do you ever get crowds together? Fever pitch. 
Aw, Fever Pitch is such a great movie. I know. <laughs> it always makes you just do make that just... Aw. I always forget that that's Jimmy Fallon and not Adam Sandler. I know. It feels like it should be an Adam Sandler movie, right? I feel it feels like, like 50 First Dates over Maybe again. this is a Mandala effect thing, or like maybe because it is just so close to an Adam Sandler movie that I think he was like supposed to play in it, and then something must have came up, or... Oh, I yeah. could just entire. Like Sin- I could Sinbad just be like genie, but not making really. this up entirely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, he wore he wore parachute pants in real life and wore a gold earring on one ear. Adam that Sandler. was his real wardrobe. No, not oh, Adam Sandler. Oh, sorry. Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, have you seen Adam not Sandler's Adam? Sandler. Have you seen his fashion? It is a little out there. It's true. That's a good point. It's something. It's yeah. He what also does kind. hobo chic pretty well. Yeah. That's <laughs> just like, to. that's just New Hampshire. That's where he's from. That, yeah, and like, yeah. that's just, I mean that with respect. all of the respect, respect to anybody from New respect. Hampshire. Respect. <laughs> my, my darling wife, is that what you're referring to? No, she's <laughs> technically Massachusetts. She just spent she some time in New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, man. We just we just go all over the place. We flutter. That's what we do. Whatever. We're a conversation flutter. You know what? We keep things lively over here. We do. We're glad you're. We're glad you're still with us. Thank you. Thank Hang you on. for okay. being here. We're <laughs> <laughs> we're we're halfway through. We're making good time here. Yeah, we're 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 in some. some time kind isn't of real. Today. What is time? <laughs> Honestly, is real is, right now. Time is a social construct. It's true. Except for the, you know, sun no? and light and darkness and stuff. It's a social construct. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why do we need to send Henry back to that fiery inferno with no one there to receive our message? Oh, man. Because someone will be there. Who? Snow. Guys, how stupid are all of you? No, it's not. She was there once before. She can go back. She can find a way. She will. I know it. Can you get a clock? waiting. You're going to this netherworld? I faced you. How bad could it be? Is that just my room? You can't get there. No, it's definitely in here. You haven't been under a sleeping car. Well, then put me under one. If we do that, there's a chance you might never wake up. I know, right? I will. When I see her, she'll kiss me. And I'll be fine. Now put me under. I've spent this? far too much time looking for my wife. It is time to bring her home. What a classic appreci- Snow and Charming moment oh right I, now. It is. I, 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 if I take myself out of what we already can see is the annoying part of this whole thing, right? I can appreciate his uh, fervor for this quest, right? I appreciate that he's staying. Uh, Mulan is trying to do it because they're setting up this whole thing that she loves Philip. Spoiler, it's, she doesn't love Philip. But yep. they're setting up this whole, his dying wish was to keep Aurora alive. And she's being all like, well, I got to, you know. And and Charming being like, no, my wife. And like in all of these movies and, and TV shows, they always try to make a situation that you could see yourself in. What if this was my husband? What if this was my wife? Yep. What if this was my child? You know, uh, and you were put in a situation where there was a chance, but it was slim. Like, how hard would you work? So it it, it creates this natural level of empathy. I was you, that uh, TikTok sound. How far are you willing to drive? How far? Oh, <laughs> <no. laughs> 
yes that is pretty much exactly what i mean <laughs> excellent okay my head I'm is gonna just, wipe, it's so painful. I am going to wipe this sound effect board and we have new ones cuz I need another I need one for every time you're <laughs> when you do an it's like a TikTok is a segment now. It's like that TikTok needs I its really, own sound really like effect. wish I was born in the time where I could go down the street and get a lobotomy because like sometimes I just really <laughs> think I need one. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, every single time you bring it up, though, it's like dead on relevant. It's not even like it's not just rambles like it is 100% relevant to whatever we're talking about. I feel like it needs the respect of having its own dedicated sound. Effect. Yeah. So speaking of mermaids, um, that's how my TikToks fit in to things. What? You know, like when we they, play like mermaids, you know, you just throw it in there and it just makes perfect sense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you short-circuited me just now. <laughs> You'll get it in four hours and it'll be fine. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we have a podcast to continue <laughs> while I think about that. And the sound effect that I need to give you for TikToks. Oh boy. Wake up, come on, sweetheart. This guy. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up. On your feet. Hurry. No. This whole episode no, is just hurry. people sleeping. If I were here for that, then waking you first might not be the best course of action. Ah! So what's your course Ooh. said? Your has no idea. This fancy here. hook. I don't, just... I don't understand. Look, I know you're sleepy. Isn't it obvious? I'm setting you free. What is this? Some sort of pirate's ruse? Cora's denied me passage to Storybrooke and my vengeance. And now I'm going to deny her her wishes. See, Starting- you got him too. Like, what if somebody killed, you know, your significant other in this magical fairy tale world where you live 500 years? <laughs> what if someone killed her, right? And like... Like, I feel like we are pretty petty people who would hold a grudge for that long or we'd be like, yo, can we go to this magical land where that motherfucker still lives? Okay. Get, I, I we are the know, kind of ride that. Hook justified because he stole Mila from Rumpel. Did he? But Mila was a piece of shit. He didn't steal anybody from anybody. Mila left. <laughs> Let's be honest. He didn't do that. Uh, okay. He was as a much as we love Hook. This is one of those deliver doppel doppler <laughs> dommer <laughs> da 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 <laughs> the deliver doppel effect <laughs> Remember when back in that episode the crocodile when Rumple went and like cowardly sheepishly confronted him remember how Hook treated him Yes but that to me felt like <clears throat> a frat kid defending his house. You know but what then I mean? he stole because the wife if, and the mother of his child. But uh, but he she they they placed it as she was so ashamed of him that she would rather get attention elsewhere. And she People went to someone who was not going to deny that. And it's day. like he's a part of the no, problem no. too. I would almost never. Honestly, I would almost never blame the woman. But they really didn't make her like a piece of shit mom who just fucking ran. Out. She like, was a complete dirtbag. If they didn't 
pose the story like that, I would say even without evidence that he as a pirate just took what he wanted. But this, they made it sound like he, I think the, the adding insult to injury in that whole thing was that the typical thing you would expect is that a pirate stole her. Like she was kidnapped yeah. when really he went to go save her and it was even more hurtful because she wanted to be there. Yeah. And it wasn't like Stockholm Syndrome. Like it actually oh, turned no, out. Oh no, yeah. That, so I don't think you he know kidnapped I mean? her. I just think so that I don't he think was, it was also a piece of shit. I, I just, I think it, only to the degree that he didn't. Like Mr. I mean, he, he's a pirate. Girl. Type he doesn't have any shit. honor. He's a pirate. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think even even the good form, bad form thing, what what was bad form about that when she was throwing herself at him? Right. He goes, well, I'm not going to say no. And then he just went up. And then they actually fell in love, right? Yeah. So, and and the fact that the, so you steal, even, even in that situation, you steal a girl from somebody, the guy comes over and kills her and says if i can't have her no one can wouldn't you still be just like forever vengeance yes like, viciously pissed at you know what i'm saying even if you stole her like the f- like be mad at me come do something at me but now you killed the person we both love like that's yeah. even more vicious i think so i think this whole vengeance of not that he won but that he took away this person you know what i mean yeah i think puts it on a a different playing field than a guys you know quarrel over a woman yeah like he killed her like that like that changes the game quite a bit you know what i mean like that crosses the line in so many right worse ways no yeah you are right so i, I although i do agree with because there's going to be some times in the future once upon a time things where i agree with you 100 percent, where they paint it as the guy was like what was i supposed to do and like be a decent fucking human being instead of a piece of garbage you know what i mean like <laughs> yes. like that happens multiple times with some guys in the future in this show um in this particular case i think even some more that we find out about hook's backstory and how he ended up being hook not the hook we obviously find out found out how he got the hook but like Pirating. how he ended up in that position as a pirate and all that stuff i think it does make sense that he is one of those people who is kind of a victim of circumstance that is a little uh weak sort of yeah you know, he doesn't he doesn't fight back like the honorable thing to do would be to do something and that's hard and he doesn't always sometimes he picks the easy thing because he's weak-minded yeah even though he's charismatic like they like that's part of his backstory is you know finding out where he comes from i think takes the edge off a little bit yeah. of the uh mindlessly evil villain that we are used to in the crazy dustin hoffman hook or the you know the the cartoon version the of peter ball, pan where he's yeah. just evil for evil's sake i don't think again in a in a show trying to uncover the flip side of these characters that we thought we knew but you find out more about their story his is also a little bit more revealing that I think makes it makes his whole plot a little softer where that romantic part with Mila like he like I think if Mila had said I need to go back with him he I couldn't imagine this exact same vengeance if Mila chose to go back with Rumpel right I don't think he would have seen that as him stealing her okay you know what I mean I think he would have been mad but I don't think he would have gone to this crazy crocodile vengeance I gotta you know literally like go kill this guy you, you know what i'm saying like i think it's really because he killed her yeah and that was just too much for him to handle no you're right it broke him 
Yeah, they they did. And and I, that's one of the reasons, I think, knowing that, why this whole... And obviously, he's trying to double-cross everyone, and it really is not just for the sake of being evil again. You think, oh, it's because he's a villain. It's because he's a, he's a bad guy. Like, no, it's because his vengeance is his only really most important thing. So how he gets the storybook, he really did tell the truth. He, I don't think he really cares how he gets there. And I think he's recognized that Korra is nuts and dangerous from the beginning. But yep. if that was his only way to get his vengeance, who cares? Like, at this point, he just has to get there. But he's showing too many signs of having that weird, like, deep good in him. Like, where he really wants to do good, but it's convenient to do bad, so he does bad. That doesn't that, that doesn't necessarily make you a bad guy. Yeah, it just makes you we like need a, more context on Hook. Yeah. Because even these things have, like, set him for, like, do you believe him? Right away? No, this is hard for me to believe him right now. Well, because we just saw him say to Cora the same thing he said to Emma. And that, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you saw that back and forth. And seeing him, but seeing him get double-crossed, I feel like he's a fairly binary character. He's a, he's a very easy character to, to decipher, unlike yeah. a Rumpelstiltskin, for instance. So you can never tell what's going on. Yep. He's just trying to get to the objective. And he's being honest about that. And he's like, I don't fucking care. Right. Which one of you idiots gets me back? And Cora just betrayed me, so now it's you guys again. Like he's he's being kind of upfront about that. Yeah. He's like, I'm just trying to go, guys. I just need my vengeance. Like and I think it's funny because like Cora comes in with all her veil of mystery and shrouded and here's my big plan. And Aurora's right away like, No, you're obviously really crazy and evil. And he comes in, he's like, I just want my vengeance. Right. And she's like, Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like it's a little bit easier to to uh, unwrap, mm-hmm. you know, it's not super complex. With a compass, in pirate terms, you might say I'm firing a shot across my enemy's bow. You'd risk your life to break in here. Also, you could thwart Cora. I don't like being double-crossed. Now go. I think it's so much more simple. He's just like, hey, you're free. All right, bye. Like, he's just like, you know. You can thank me by doing me one favor. What? Give him a message. Tell her that the deal still stands. If she provides me passage back to her realm, I swear, I will help her find that dust that opens the portal. You really want to assist us? See all these? See, uh, she's picking up on it too. Me, calls it there. There go. Ugh, he's there, just so a, hard to trust. There's a way that villains appeal, I think, to um, the good in people to manipulate it. Yeah. And I think actors and actresses are really good at playing that line of like being believable to the character, but somehow subconsciously letting the audience know that there's more to it maybe than than just that. Right. You know what I mean? Otherwise, if you made it too believable, there would be no conflict in your own mind. There'd be no doubt and so it, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's the the things that tug at us when we watch mo- entertainment that keep it interesting. Yeah. And I think that's the real beautiful nuance of like a really, really good actor or actress who can take a written word with no intention behind it and really add a lot of like flourish and, and, mm-hmm. and extra things than just the words. The the best actors and actresses add just a little, oh, we talk about this all the time, Guinea and Lana and, you know, these like little winks and a little push of the brow and little shapes of the mouth and these little tiny tweaks that only they know how to do, how to work their own body to 
forecast a little bit of what it is like how can we we can tell when regina's lying we can tell when she's being honest we can tell when she when she's being manipulative we can tell when she has the upper hand when she feels vulnerable we can see all of those things right they are not on the page they are on her body and to me colin o'donohue is really brilliantly showing these hard lines between, hey, I'm playing a game. He's playing a game because he has to play a game. Not because yeah. he wants to or because he's good at it. He just knows that's the way to get it done. But once that's dropped, you can see a very clear difference between like his genuine, like his eyes darting around at the ground and like just a lot of like very innocent, vulnerable things that tell you a little bit more. And there's only so many times they can betray that before you stop trusting them at all. Because once you get that, you know, like you you trusted them and then they really double cross really, really bad. And then you're like, like as soon as that thing happened with Sydney, you're like felt bad for him. And then he did that thing with Emma and we're like, fuck that guy. (laughs) That guy's done. We are never trusting him again. Even if he's had hard times, it's just like you don't recover from that kind of betrayal. And Hook just doesn't. He just seems like a crime of opportunity guy. Yeah. And it fits the pirate brand, too, because pirates are not, you know, they're either out doing it for fun because they're kind of maniacal, right? Or it's a, or it's convenient to do so because it's, you know, just part of their journey to like, oh, I got to overtake this boat because if I don't, they're going to go tell the, the authorities, the right. royal whatever, and they're going to come get us. So I got, I have to. That's different than somebody going to find going out of their way to go search for people to mess with. Yes. You know what I mean? Those are like those are different archetypes and I think he is more a plot driven guy. Like he has an objective and the things that are in his way to get to his objective he just kind of justifies. I think that's a different kind of pirate than or even bad guy than like a Maleficent or Regina, uh, you know, there there yeah. is some of they 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 have a little bit of uh what like a high. They get a high off of the control. And pirates in general don't operate with those same rules. It's not like I need to feel like I'm overpowering the other person. They don't need that that ego thing yeah. that a lot of like women villains have, right? It has to be finesse and classy and it has to have this, re- be- this beauty behind it and this whole full circle thing. A lot of you know, pirates specifically, it's just not, it's, not it's it just for savagery. Them. It's it's brutal, right? It's animalistic. It's yeah. just like fighting for fighting's sake, you know, to to be guys, and and that doesn't even fit on him. You can see here, like, does he even seem like a pirate? Seems like a shitty pirate, actually. I know it's weird. It seems like kind of a weakling. It's really not weird. It's really by design. I think it's by design. I mean, yes, it's just weird in a pirate context. I mean, yeah, especially in a hook is the in the fairy tale world would be the most famous and and infamous pirate names in this world, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it would be the real world equivalent of like a black beard, you know, like everybody knows. Like, yeah. yeah. And and so for Hook to be so such a softy, I think should tell us again that it's not all we thought it was. And does that mean there's even Everything more? Everything is not as it seems. Thank you, Selena Gomez, for bringing us with the Waverly Place. Claps all around. Thank you for the reference. Needs to explain to the audience. That's what I'm doing. Maybe, right uh, maybe it's not. There was a TikTok that maybe it's it's Isla explains to the audience, and a TikTok is part of the segment. That's just like, like any, like any, not even just TikTok, like any references. All of like my Isla weird, obscure pop culture. It's not even. Oh, pop, they're so good. I guess though. it's pop culture. I don't know. It's just sure it is random. I mean, even, twi- even TikTok. No, I love it. We have to come up with the right. The it has to be the perfect sound. That encapsulates that. 
Is it like a Hannah Montana thing? Is it a... Oh I my mean, God! We, we no, have no, this, no, no! But that's not that's not right. No, it needs to be the Hannah Montana. Ooh, oh, oh, yeah! That song that plays in between each oh, scene of Hannah Montana. I like the little stinger. You know what I'm talking about? I like that. I do. Oh, I really like that. Okay, yeah. Let's see if we can make that happen after the show. <laughs> that's gonna be. <laughs> I could probably easily do another like quick stop and. It's okay. Find it. All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, world. Internet. We'll be right back. <laughs> It'll be two seconds for you. Internet, we uh we came up empty. We did not empty, but we we couldn't find the one we were thinking about, although we found some other ones, so we're gonna punt that to uh to next time. We're gonna figure it out. We have to we have to make it right. So we might do a custom one, we'll see. But something in the works for that, so stay tuned. Anyway, we continue. So we'll see if you were right to uh, feel untrustworthy. We'll be near the woods of the dead. The last poppies in this realm have taken seed there. You okay? Yeah, fine. Wait, 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 no, no, no. You look nervous. This... Neverworld, how bad is it? What's it like? It's like you're, um, lost, drifting in the dark. No one to talk I'm gonna to call that a hatch. Do, except think of all the people. Just because she said lost oh, wait, so sorry, aggressively. I hit the wrong button. What are you you're talking right. about? How's it going? You tried so hard to convince me I was the savior. Stop it. Nobody would have believed Henry's stories. But his mother should have. Okay, you want to play the blame game? If I hadn't told Cora about Regina's true love, Cora never would have killed him. Regina wouldn't want revenge. The curse never would have happened. We could spend all day trying to figure out why each of us should feel guilty, but it will not help us get home. You really think we're going to make it back? Good mom moment, right? there's one thing your father's taught me, it's not to give up. Time for me to go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. I don't like that they are intentionally weakening Emma's uh, character. And I, I don't mean the character she's playing. I mean Emma as a person, her character, what makes her her. Uh, I don't like that they're intentionally weakening that just so that Snow can step in and be the wise person yeah. in the relationship. I feel like Emma would and could give that exact same speech to someone to like boost them up. So it feels strange that they would. I know why they're doing it They're And again, they're doing that intentionally weakening Emma thing to make they're her more relatable. They're trying to do the bond. They, and I. <sighs> It just it would make more sense if they were on more of an even playing field just because they've already dropped the ball in showing me how strong Emma could be in season one. So it's weird to take that away yeah. and make this has been the problem that I've had with her since season since episode one of season two. And everybody's told me that, oh, it's because you got to give her some time to change and oh, foster kids and oh, she has trouble with acceptance and all these things. But I'm like, yeah, but these are things that they didn't 
have her have problems with in season one. If they had introduced her, like if these two seasons were flipped and this is what happened first, roughly, right? Like this is the Emma that we met first, kind of weak and weebly and wobbly. And then the season one Emma turned into this like super strong badass out of all these things that she learned here would make perfect sense to Mm -hmm. me. To show her being this like detective style um, ruffian who can stand on her own two feet and stand up to guys and stand up to strong women and stand up to evil villains and like nothing ever phased her yes i could hear the argument a mile away of people saying well that was just a clever ruse that was the mask that she puts on because she's a foster kid yeah they all put up these walls and try to act tough but really they're a softy inside i'm like yeah but i don't even think that's emma that was not the emma they introduced to me right they introduced a Complete badass, badass Emma, who makes perfect sense that she would be the descendant of, especially direct descendant of a badass like Snow White. Yeah. So then, why did they now take the badass away? And again, everyone's going to argue. Well, because she's now in a in a place that's not comfortable for her. And I'm like, yeah, but you've turned her into a completely different person. You don't put someone in a new location and they magically turn into a completely different character. Mm-hmm. She's nothing like her Emma from season one. She doesn't have any of those. She's frantic. She's panicky. She's erratic. She's messy. You know, she's she's very like uh, her distrust. I suppose I could get that that is still following along with what she did before. But the fact that she's not she's not pragmatic anymore. She used to be really. I don't care if this is fairy tale magic or her old. I, I feel like a good strong consistent character would be able to take what they used to do in a world they're comfortable in and you put them in a situation that they're uncomfortable in and they still can manage to use the same principles that they use in the other world in this one uh a macgyver type situation right that's like the famous analogy yes the whole point of the macgyver show was you could put this guy in any situation he would use like paper clips and toothpicks and and random combs and shit he finds around to go like get his way out of things because he's adaptable yeah that was one of emma's best characteristics that doesn't matter what happened she could adapt and flex easily which made her character more interesting right and now it's just like I feel like not only do they take that away, but I'm like, is the only reason they took that away so they can have Snow come up and be like, Emma, these are the reasons it's going to be okay. Like that was that was Emma's role in season one when all of these people were not fairy tale characters, and she had to tell everyone in the town that everything was going to be okay on a constant basis because everyone was flailing and she was the pillar. It, it just it. I I have so much uh, respect for Emma. And and what they with the relationship they we had we grew like that the the showrunners the the people writing the show mm-hmm. they developed a relationship with us with this character and now this transformation in where are we on season I mean uh, episode five or six eight we're on episode eight right now it's it's too long of a time for her to still be on shaky ground in a magical land yes you know. Like in a TV world, I know people are going to be like, "Well, what if you were in a place where like no, that yeah, exists? You're it right. would take you longer than a few days." Yeah, but this they'd is already be out of it and, in regular and in different TV series. You know what I mean? Like, they'd yeah, already be out yeah. of the Enchanted Forest. So I'm just spending this entire time waiting for Emma to turn back into the the cool version of Emma, not the this is this is a totally weak version of Emma. Yeah, it's like a and Jennifer version. Morrison is yeah, she's playing the script. She's playing exactly what they wrote. 
they wrote a weak girl. Yeah. And she was like a strong woman. And they're just, they, it feels like, especially having Aurora around, I'm like, it feels like we have two teenagers now that we're yeah. dragging around. And Aurora makes sense. Emma just doesn't. She's better than this. She's an adult now. And for her to panic and be like, oh, it was Henry told me. It. Every character was going to Emma being like, I'm panicked because I'm blah, blah. And Emma would have to go to David and be like, nope, David, this is the real deal. Nope, Mary Margaret, you have to trust me. Nope, everything's going to be fine. Nope, don't worry about Regina. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. She was the one telling everyone that, you know, you can't blame yourself. You have to think. She was the pragmatist. Yeah. There's nothing pragmatic about her relationship with this world by itself. Yes, she's a fish out of water. Yes, this is not her homeland and all these people are comfortable. Yes, that should upset her. But like there's a difference between being slightly frustrated and constantly being just like flailing spaghetti arms. Like there are characters that are meant for that, right? You need a character who's always like, oh my God, the sky's falling. Yeah. But that's not this that's character. That's not Emma. For sure. In the show. Then who is the person I'm supposed to relate? Remember we talked about how Emma was the person that was supposed to represent us. She's not the one that believes in magic. She's mm-hmm. the one constantly trying to debunk things. Okay, well, who in out of these characters is supposed to represent us? I no longer feel represented. Now I feel disconnected. Because I feel there ahead isn't of her. like a me. Or yeah, or or you feel like why why don't you know this already? Or why don't you already feel this yeah. way? I don't know. I know people are gonna say I'm not giving her enough slack because the Emma lovers are gonna just come out and bash me. And they would be right. Honestly, they would be right. I th- this is a very nitpicky thing. It doesn't make me not like the episode. We've yeah. given every episode, I think, in season two five stars so far. Uh it's not because it makes the episode bad. It's just something I wish it's hard to watch. We could we could I feel like we grew so much with Emma and now we took so many steps back. That we haven't even caught up with the last piece of growth we did in season one. So I'm waiting for her to get back to the best she was in season one so we can keep going. And yeah. that is exhausting. <laughs> I'm like, how many episodes is it going to take for her to stop with the like, I don't know what to do, everyone. Like, I'm just so over that. <laughs> Lancelot. What? Yeah. <laughs> Regina. That's who we should blame. We should blame Regina. Even ending the scene on that's who we should blame Regina. I'm like, that better go somewhere or else you just made a funny. catty blaming remark. Yeah. Is not, you know what I mean? I know, sweetheart. It's a curse. It's not meant to be pleasant. So the potion's finished. <laughs> they make they up to... had everything you needed in the shop. <laughs> bags under this poor kid's yes. eyes. <laughs> it's hilarious. Henry looks tired. He walks into the room and goes over to Regina. An exasperated (laughs) sigh he lets out because he is tired. There are many ways. It's never easy. Did we mention Henry's tired? (laughs) Have you been using magic? Henry, I told you I wouldn't. And I haven't. Except for... With Daniel. And now, I've really been trying. It's okay. At least you're using it to help people now. Right. There you go. I'm trying. Context, bro. (laughs) You understand. And after this, I won't. I know. This is the point where Henry goes, okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way. 
you can do magic shit. That's real cool. So just don't use it to kill people. Right. That's what we got to do. You don't have to not use it. You could just use it to like, I don't know, get me cereal off the top shelf without your hands. Like, you can still use magic. You don't magic. have to be a mass <laughs> murderer. You can just like <laughs> <Right>. use magic. <laughs> like, I've always thought about that. Like, what if you had magic? What would you do? It would all be stupid shit. It would all literally be like, I want to do things without my hands. I want to make this float across the room. Yeah. I wanna, you know, like, It'd be like smart house. It would house. all be dumb. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> so like, Regina, can you just be smart house? Can you just do that? Yeah, you, just be cool. Like. I, and he's a little, he's a kid with a magical mom. Like you, wouldn't you want some like kind of cool, yeah. right? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I do love the fact that she's sticking to it and that they're, they keep reminding you. The she's script trying. is constantly yeah. reminding you, hey, she hasn't used it, even though you haven't seen her off screen, but she hasn't used it while she was there. Will David be okay? He'll be sleep i do love and there he won't die. seeing how good she is mm-hmm. she's so powerful cole's explaining everything to him right now like by nature with these shows you can't have a good guy have like phenomenal cosmic power right because if they did there would be no way to challenge them to use from it the, from the villain side so you always we're used to it we always have villains who are like unbelievably powerful and strong and unrealistically unbeatable mm-hmm. you never really have someone using that for good because again if the good guy had all that power there would be no conflict so to see someone with all that unbelievable power from the bad side then turn good you get this really unusual case where you get to watch all that power be used in a good way yeah because there's some other which this show does more than once and it's probably one of my favorite things about the show is seeing in like Rumpelstiltskin and Regina right now we have a few other characters that we're about to meet that flip flip kind of flip back and forth between bad and good depending on their motives yeah getting to see even Hook getting to see Hook helping people is kind of cool I know it's not magic but like we're so used to this one kind of thing that like seeing them as an ally is kind of neat because you know how powerful they are. Yeah. You know how how far they can go to like get it done. It's one of the reasons why we love to see, you know, the uh, steal from the rich and give to the poor type of criminals. It's why we love leverage. It's why we love, you know, things like now you see me, like magicians who are really thieves, but they're actually stealing to expose bad guys. Yeah. Like it's this whole like that the bad guys as good guys thing is really kind of a common thing that I, I like. And so to see Regina kind of even tinkering around with these sciencey type things i'm like oh this is kind of like like she's so effortless like she's, you don't realize like how strong she really yeah. is you know and smart she's like really good with it you know she turned out to be like a kind of amazing witch me. i can go in there without a curse and still come back henry david and i have many differences this we agree we won't let you risk your safety it's just not worth it it is to me he won't wake up unless he succeeds and if there's one thing i know about your grandparents they always find each other see Okay, but Henry, like okay. Henry could just go in. Henry is doing And if it. he gets burnt, he comes out and you fix his burn with your magic. Right. 
Well, I guess they're trying to, because he's in a sling, they're like, I guess they're showing that he's, just because it's topically fixed doesn't mean he's not in pain or he's not, or that it couldn't have been worse or something. Okay, I don't know. like, that seems it's like a, a little, little less risk yeah, for certainly the same then. reward. I mean, they always do this in movies where they're like, well, oh, the kid is not worth risking the kid because it's, I mean, it constantly happens because then they misjudge how strong and you know helpful kids could be because they're always dismissing them yeah as weak and and fragile and vulnerable when really they could be valuable and they can be trusted is the other thing also i'm noticing that like this is the exact same conversation that snow and emma just had it makes a lot more sense for henry to have doubts right because he's a child and even in his doubts He's trying to serve up himself as an option, right? He's he he is playing the quintessential part of hero. So if you're not going to have Emma play uh, volunteering hero, at least not yet, right? She doesn't. She's always been the reluctant savior. That's fine. But to have her have uh, what you would call in, in right like uh, the, for the hero to have a crisis of faith requires some other character to come in and be like, no, you have it in you this whole time. You can right. That's not what Emma was doing. Yeah, it it just feels like everything sucks. It's all gonna go bad. This is my fault. I hate everything. Like that's what happened. And then Snow had to calm him down. Whereas like Henry's eleven and he's not even doing that. He's not even doing the like they wouldn't be in the Enchanted Forest if it wasn't for me or if it wasn't for you or blah blah blah. Like he's not even doing that. Yeah, and he's he's about preteen. Yeah, eleven, twelve. That's that's where I start to get a little wibbly wobbly about like. Emma, it, it takes away from her strength to not have her calm the hell down. That's really what it yeah. is. It's too frantic. And the fact that we have a kid on the show who's less frantic than her just feels out of balance. That's all it really is. Because Regina is also doing a really good job at very calmly controlling the situation, which Snow did also. But Emma's been that person for people, and I've already seen that. Now you can't take that back. Because if in, in Regina's absence... Emma could be sitting here having the same conversation with Harry and it would be perfectly normal. Don't you feel? Yeah. Like, it, right? So, like, if she, if she's capable of doing that, it doesn't make sense that the same person capable of doing that is Needs also, like... the same way. Ex- not in the same yeah, way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Exactly. In a babier way. You would think that, okay, yeah, okay, in this case, Regina's doing it to Henry. Would Regina need a pep talk like this at some point in the future from some other character? Absolutely. Sure. You know, because she would have a crisis of faith. But would you expect when Regina does it for her to stoop down to baby Henry's level? No. Of, or like, or Emma, or, right? Regina still is Regina when she's freaking out and when she's losing. She still is Regina. This version of losing Emma is nowhere in her lexicon for her character. It's a brand new thing. And I think it's just because they were trying something new with like how to put her in a new situation. It was just a new thing that they just missed. Yeah. Is really all it is because I just I'm looking at all these parallels with this conversation that Regina's having with Henry. Where I'm like, I wish this is the conversation that just happened with Emma and Snow, where Emma's like, <laughs> literally, I like if Emma was for some reason making some stupid argument of like I should go in there because it's you know I, I you know I'm the savior and I I feel all this pressure and I don't know what to do with like if she was asking for mentorship, but it didn't seem like she unless I missed it. I could have missed it, but. It didn't seem like that's what she was asking for. It just seemed like she was panicked, which even here, Henry doesn't seem panicked. He's just 
protesting. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is very mature. You would think that a kid would be like, no, this is not going to work. David's going to die. Like, he would be freaked out. And he's not. He's pretty composed for a kid right now. I don't know. That, that whole thing is always <laughs> never quite sat gross. with me right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It feels kind of bad. A lot of people like it. They I'll really have no problem with it at all. Seeds. We're doing this the old-fashioned way. What do you mean the old-fashioned way? You're about to join a quite distinguished club, Mr. Nolan. Before such innovations as the apple, back when the sleeping curse first came to be, a more direct method was required, through blood. <laughs> By pricking one's finger on the needle of a spinning wheel, one falls under the spell. Your Majesty, you did his wife. I'm sure you'd like the honors. Before Tylenol, we just knocked you over the head with a bat so you would go to sleep. Yep. Now we have Benadryl. Some alchemy going on over here. Right? Yeah. I kind of like it that the the it's always been mixed that, you know, magic is really just science, like a yeah. flashy it's version of science. So I like that it's all beakers and chemistry and that it, that's included in some of the potions and stuff, you know? Good luck. It's going to be all right. How do you know? Well, how did you know Emma would save you after you ate the turnover? I believed in her. The way Snow and I believe she'd come back to break the curse. That's the kind of faith that runs in our family. I do like that. I mean, in practical terms, I hate it because when it happens, I'm always Yeah. But I, I do like. I like that that's their family legacy is hope. I yeah, kind of. It's I really mean, as annoying as it is when it comes out, or like, oof, but like, it's really is beautiful that that that's also being passed on to a younger generation of his of right. the family. That it you know believing in people is what they are known for and what they that's how they got to where they got you know <laughs> that is really kind of awesome. it's nice yeah <laughs> it's it's even bigger than the classic hero story i think it puts a a heavier foundation on why they are the classic hero it's because they never stop under any circumstance believing in people i will guard it with my life and their relationship continues to very subtly like grow yeah charming and Maybe an hour, and much less. It didn't start out super strong. I shouldn't need much there. time, as long as Henry's in there when I am. Yeah, I'm how ready. the hell do you guys know when this is going to happen? That would be like me and you being like, okay, I don't, we shouldn't text at all. We have no way of communicating. Okay, ready? Let's make sure we fall asleep at the same time. Like, how the fuck would you know, like, <laughs> in two completely different states that you happen to be falling asleep at the same Also, how do time zones work? Right, are there in- time zones between realms? Right. Like, are the re- because if they're not even in the city, or how do realms work that are on time? Is it like a multiverse where it, you're actually existing in two different places, but in the same time? Like, that's never really been explored. Yeah. Like, where do you, because it's assumed that there is no time travel going on between realms. Like, it's all happening at the same time, just in a different location. The same way that, like, but that's the thing is, realms they haven't given them like a geographic location so like you and i 
you know, whatever's happening to me right now is happening to you right now in the same minute because yeah. we live on the same longitude line or roughly close to it, right? If you live a few hundred miles west of us, it is happening at the same point in time, but our versions of the time would be different. So like if is so technically like what's happening in Egypt right now is morning and tomorrow, but like it's still the same time, right? It's still now. I know, it just still, it messes me up to think about because time is a social construct. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting that on a t-shirt. That's going to be our season two merch. Time is a social construct, once upon a time. Starbucks Circus. <laughs> but the fact that, like, we have to do this, like, we have to make sure we're at the same time as Henry is really weird. Right? You don't, like, how, does, how do you know? They didn't establish how time works, yeah. And time's already weird because they have like these characters that live two thousand years. I'll be you know, in that fiery room. Not exactly. Like golds. That room is for those who have and, like, walking eye contact. Time. You, however, have been put under for the first time. Then how will I know where to go? How the hell am I supposed to find a room with no door? And that, dearie, is the conundrum we're all depending on you solving. Now, I've oh, you said dearie. Utmost sincerity. Good luck. really dark but i think it would have been funnier if he fell forward <laughs> and his face hit the needle <laughs> it's very final destination <laughs> yeah very <laughs> well i was a kid of the final destination era where we thought everything was going to kill every time i passed yeah anything highway, i still I cannot drive behind those tracks those are good movies you should watch those again too we have a lot of stuff to watch <laughs> right we have like a lifetime of entertainment to watch together <laughs> I guess I should describe this. All right, so David's in this room that looks like a funhouse with a bunch of mirrors, and he has some weird torch, and he keeps looking around at his reflections, and he doesn't know where to go. Snow! He remembers the plan, though. Yeah, you think Snow's in the funhouse with you, stupid? <laughs> hey, fire! Henry? Hurrah! This is going to be an awkward reunion. I know, right? Are, also, are you getting very subtle? Like we put you in a sleeping curse, and then you end up going to a place that looks a lot like hell. Yeah, is <laughs> described right. That like it's quite a literal translation of like fire and brimstone like, is like the for place, real the, though the netherworld. It is. I mean, I don't know if that's meant to be like literary prose or if it's just a an easy symbolism to you know. It feels a little mother goose school like right like, if i can't kill you i'm gonna put you in a place that's like you're dead yeah it's a little it's a little helly i mean uh a little uh i don't know it, it feels like a feels young it feels it feels like a school book which i guess they're they're fair to mm -hmm. so i guess it makes sense Where are you? just a little on the nose i think is really what it is I guess I'm the kind of person who likes subtlety in my entertainment, so when things are a little too literal or specific, it it's takes like, away yeah. from my, yeah. you know, yeah, feels feels bitter, you know, in your experience. 
Now his necklace is glowing. What does that mean? So he has this like very clear objective. It's kind of funny to think like if you were put under a real sleeping curse, you're just like in a room of mirrors and you're like, what the hell do I do now? I know, and like, you're just like there. He, and he's like, no. Like he at least no. knows what to do. Yeah. Just gotta put it all together. The room where it happens, David? Stop. Yeah. James? Whatever your name is. Uh, oh. Wow. Okay. Well, that's awfully dramatic. Well, I guess you got that time zone shit messed up, huh? <laughs> So there's a lot of fire, in case you can't tell from the weird alligator roaring. Charming? Charming? No! Yeah, guys, not time for that right now. I don't understand! I have... Henry should be here! I wouldn't let him come back. This why are we arguing? We're not arguing, but like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Found me. Here you be. <laughs> this is the stuff, don't worry. <laughs> this is the stuff where we keep going like Lost the, and insecure. Oh, the worst. You found me. See, this is the Isla's reference sound. If goes this was right Grey's Anatomy, here. that song would have been already piped through this little hell box that they're in right now. Here, I'll rewind it. Here, since there's a lot of like noise, I got you. I don't understand. I have. Henry should be here. Letting come back. It's too dangerous. This works so well. I don't know how much time we have. Go. He says there's a way to stop her. We have to stun her like we did with him. What the fuck is wrong with us? This is a mess. This is just, it's too far gone that worked. now. It worked so well, though. <laughs> oh, God, this is great. You be here. I don't know how much time we have. Go. He says there's a way to stop Cora. We have to stun her like we did with him. The quill. It wasn't the quill, it was the ink. There's a jar of it in his cell where we kept it. Get it. Get it, Stopper, and come home. Charming, how are you here? There's no way for you to be here unless... I had to see you. You're in a sleeping curse. They did it again. <laughs> they did it again. Yeah. Just let it. We got it.
the audience knows what you're talking about you don't have to put the exact words in the character's mouths that drives me bonkers even if i have never seen an episode of once upon a time before and i have never heard of a fairy tale a day in my life within this episode you've already explained what's going you beat me over the head with oh i've been in the sleeping curse too not just oh henry's been on the sleeping curse too you've already established this yeah that drives me crazy. And you go, unless dot, dot, dot. And then they like say the thing and you're like, oh, you're so close. I know. Just let it live. It was worth it. Now you're cursed. A curse you're going to break with true love's kiss. By the way, every other time you've done that, it's been luck. <laughs> so... dummies. <laughs> they can't touch each other <laughs> No! It's another world. We're not really here. You would think the word netherworld would I'm give them a up. clue. It's okay. You'll get back. And then you'll wake me as I woke you. You will always find me and it I will always pretty. find you. Yes. Will we always lose each other too? Is that our fate? No. I refuse to believe that. You need to have faith in us. I'm waking up. It's okay. You can do this. Charming. I love you. I love you. They tried to make that dramatic, but she got I love you all the way out. Don't don't try and the, yeah. she said the caption went I love Dada. I'm like, nah, that bitch said I love you. Like she said the whole I shit. Heard you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna <laughs> She didn't say it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Should he be in there so long? I'm sure it's fine. I imagine they're just catching up. Henry's like, I've been there. I'm sure that's not what they're doing. And yet they were some childhood. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. So now she has to come and kiss him in real life. Yeah. Because. So now he's just stuck. Until hey, okay? like that. Which, yeah, totally makes sense. Don't send Henry in who can totally wake up from it and be perfectly fine. What are you doing? No, I'm looking for more powder. Wait, I'm pretty sure we're out of that. What happened? No, I have to go back in. He's all alone, Henry. What? Is he okay? No, David, he went under a sleeping spell so he could see me. He thought that my kiss would wake him, but it didn't, and now he's trapped. Okay, slow down. David is trapped in there? I thought the I plan was to always back. to go back and... There's only one way to help him. Kiss him in the room, but... kiss. Yes, but... No, on the storybook side, but not on the Enchanted Forest side. If we don't, hmm. we will. No, you're so sure? Yes. No, okay. You told me to have faith, and now I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. No, that's exactly what I wanted. She said, now you're so sure. Because it acknowledged that that previous conversation was out of place. Thank you for doing that. Although, if you made that conversation so that this could happen, I'm mad at you, right? Right? Whatever, it's fine. 
Like you just you pissed me off just so you, can be like, so you can be like so you can give coaster. her redemption. I don't like when writers do that, it, and they do it often in TV shows because they just have to give a reason for something. Yeah, and it's it's lazy. It's easy to just like create a fire so you can send firefighters in. I don't like that kind of thing. You know, it just feels cheap. No, you're so sure. But yes. I do like that they at least acknowledged it. You told me to have faith, and now I'm telling you, we will make it back. Because this is the Emma that we remember. Yeah. You know? Did you get the information? It's Rumpelstiltskin. He said the key to stopping her is in his jail cell. Okay. Then let's go get it. This feels like Emma and Mary Margaret of mid-season one, which I like a lot. It brings, you know, it... Yeah. What is he looking for? Level playing field. No. The compass is gone. And so is Milan. Oh, to try and trade it for Aurora. Um, this character they wrote for Milan is really... It's annoying me. It's annoying the shit out of me. I don't like it. This is really loud music. I don't like it at all. It's, it takes away all the redeeming characters from Milan. Yeah. And doesn't play to her strengths, which is her heart. You know, she's she oh, feels a lot. That's what right. makes her great. Let her go. She was never going to give you what you wanted anyway. So you freed her, and stuck around for the petty satisfaction of seeing me suffer. Ooh, watching you suffer is a tempting motivation, but it wasn't that. Well, then you must have a death wish. <laughs> we saw Regina do that to David. should try thanking me. No, really? Why is that? Because I've brought you a gift. It's in the satchel. I like, too, that Hook... These characters who are broody like this, they're never afraid what to die. Yeah. So they never, they never beg. Is part of the fun of gift giving. And it takes like. away a lot from the other villain. Yep. That they're not scared, which is what they want. that you'll get everything you want. What was in the box? What's in the box? That was a warning shot. Try to run it. I promise the next one won't be. How did you find me? I know a thing or two about trapping. Right? All we want is the compass. Very well. Give me the compass. And seal Aurora's fate. We learned how to overpower Cora. Once we get what we need, we will defeat her, and Aurora will be free. Another journey. Just as I predicted there would be. Our best chance to save Aurora is to make that dream now. Not gonna happen. Without that compass, we can't get home. Then I hope you're prepared to use that arrow. Like, okay, she will. Okay, don't take this the wrong way, but how the hell did you get here? Let There's Mulan go. Like, <laughs> assassin said, Ralph from go. Boston. Like, hey, girl, uh, you couldn't find yeah. your way to find a tree to pee behind. Um, I, I don't. How'd you so. get here? She or might, they know I'm gone. She right? She might as well have said, "Bitch, where'd you come from?" It was Hook. He let me go. Why? Because of you. He said he wanted to prove to you 
that you should have trusted him. Oh. That if you had trusted him, you could have defeated Cora together. That the two of you could have gotten the remains oh. of the wardrobe. Without him, you'll have to go up against her all by yourself. He only wants to help, I think he may care for you. Nice touch, that. But you know she won't trust you. Well, she doesn't have to. All I need is for her to believe that I was genuine in letting the girl go, which wages she does now. You're welcome. Impressive. I was right. You took a heart. Now you have a princess. How? Indeed I do. Now, can we get on with the business going story? We're not just going to talk about how anybody yeah. who wants to can just pull hearts out now. I hate to travel alone. All we need is a compass. I mean, I guess if you have the thought in your Which head. Which will soon be delivered. Is that how that works? I thought you had to be, like, super powerful at magic to do Well, this. I mean, it must record. Yes. Yeah. Where are we going? Rumpelstiltskin's cell. Great. And lead the way. So now we can establish that you can use oh, the heart wow, to do the end. an okay. Imperius curse. Uh, so you can just make people talk. We didn't know that. I know. I don't think, right? No. Have we seen that before? No. So we know you can, except you can like, use Except it. with like Graham decision making. But you could use it to like influence someone's like uh hypnotize yeah, them, right? Yeah. But this is like straight up puppeteering, like use it to yeah. actually as a megaphone of some kind. Exactly. Which is really bizarre. Which also feels a little bit like convenient magic, but it's it's a it's something that I like that I also think they continue to use going forward. That's a that's more growth. And I think Cora is the OG heart stealer. So like she would know True. something this advanced. Would you call her, I don't know, the queen? Of heart taking, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, the queen maybe. of hearts being ripped out. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I guess we have to get into our award ceremony. The MVPs, MVP. All right, so MVP of Storybrooke. What are your thoughts? Clearly, the obvious versus David, but Henry was willing to go the distance and i feel like he was not given enough hero respect yeah i think it would be henry regina made a kick-ass curse i give her that but i'm gonna give it to henry i would give it to henry i think david wasn't i don't think that was the best idea he seems blinded by his hopeless romantic, yeah. like, have to be, see my wife, which I understand and empathize with, because that is very much some shit I would do. <laughs> right. I just don't because think that it was the most make it rational plan. No, not at all. I mean, in fact, quite irrational, but that's kind of how that stuff works, is you just, you get crazy because it's the person you love. Yeah. Which, but that doesn't make you MVP. It makes you kind of a dunce, but a romantic one. Uh, I think Henry. Henry is our storybook. Uh, MVP of the Enchanted Forest. Not Mulan. <laughs> um, snow. For bringing yeah, back her snow. curse. I would side appreciate. Effect. I appreciate. Excuse me. The fact that Emma got around to getting out of her own way and helping Snow. Yeah. Calm down. Like I, I like that. 
we got the thing I was complaining about. But it, I think it wasn't enough for the entire entire episode. So yes, snow for the Enchanted Forest. What about our LVP of Storybrooke? Least valuable player mm. of Storybrooke. We have nobody was really doing anything bad over there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna opt out of LVP and Storybrooke. I would. Yeah, I don't think David's wanting to see his wife. No, and and putting himself out there. Yeah, no, I don't think that he's the LVP. Player. I think I'm gonna not yeah. have one this week. Okay, that's I'm, I'm cool with that. LVP of the Enchanted Mulan. Forest. One, two, three. Mulan. <laughs> uh, Mulan just doesn't... Even over Hook. And I, I still stand by what I said about Hook having his agenda. He said out loud to both people. I don't care how I get there. I just need to get there. Core is the bigger threat. So he's just... He's playing the right amount of chess to get what he wants and he's already told everybody what he wants he's not even keeping that a secret yeah and to me good villains keep some of their intention a secret even cora is really not telling the whole story right she's not telling part of the story he's the only one who's like yeah i just want to go kill this one dude because he killed my wife like and there really isn't anything more to it than that yeah and so to me i'm like that then then you must not be a true bad guy because if that's your only intention, then that that turns into just a personal quest, not an evil plan. You know what right. I mean? It's not to cause some rioting chaos. It's to, you know, Korra's gonna go make some, she's gonna go fuck shit up. She's not just going to, like, do a personal You could just errand. feel it in the air. It's thick in the you air can. when Korra's in the room. Like She wants to make people pay. Yeah. You know, it's very, very, it's vicious. So uh, I would still give it to yeah. Mulan is just a little bit too narrow-minded. I think too intolerant. Aaron Burr, and frankly, even Aaron Burr uh, was, you know, more considerate to people around him than like Mulan is being so. Um, what's the word? She's she's being very stringent yeah right inside the box very my and way and i feel like that the doesn't highway, feel like mulan weird. mulan doesn't feel quite stubborn like that now granted we've we haven't really seen a lot of versions of that i have not seen the live action version but the, even even the entire plot of mulan is mulan goes to war because what is it because her dad is old and can't anymore or she's representing her family yeah. it was an honorable reason why she she went because she had to make her family, you know, honor her family. Like, bring honor to us all. That's what Mulan was about. It's this doesn't feel like the honorable Jason. thing. Yeah, this doesn't feel like the honorable thing to do. This feels like a meathead soldier yeah. in a Mulan costume. That's what I mean. It just, I don't, I, I hate That's it. That's not Mulan. Mulan is really, Mulan stands for a lot and, and culturally as well. And this almost feels disrespectful to the thing that that, that made that so impressive. Yeah. In that, you know, she's she's standing up for something. She other gave than up herself. her life and for her father, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and this feels selfish. Yes, it's to save Aurora, but it feels like it's because she is declaring that it's more important than anything and even else. Still, and that feels too one-sided. She joined to save her father, but then ultimately she was still trying to save China. 
it wasn't narrow-minded yeah. in the sense that it was only for her family. It was still for the, the good yeah. at the end of the if day. If she said the compass is not worth the entire realm getting destroyed, that would feel more along the lines of what an honorable Milan would do, right? Mm-hmm. Not, we I, we have to this say whole, I made a promise to a dead guy, not dead guy, who might possibly definitely will come back. Yeah, it, yeah, that that feels a little. And like, how long did you really know him? I don't know. That whole thing just, I I just don't like the character they wrote for. I don't I don't think they understood. How We're not doing Mulan justice on this. No. Uh, honorable mention overall character. I think Regina. It just fit, like I feel like yes I because give her she put in the for... work. While I don't think that yeah. it was in the right direction, you know she was doing a lot. And I would give a little bit to Rumpelstiltskin for, you know, being a team player here. Yeah. And just, he's kind of on the, you know, uh, the reconnaissance and uh, rescue team here without being sleazy and weird and what am I going to get out of it and payments and all this other shit. He's just, he's just a supporting role. And I like the fact that. Rumpelstiltskin is not above being a supporting character and not a main character. Right. Like he's always the main character in his own story and I like the fact that he still has the maturity, emotional maturity to also be a supporting character. Yeah. He does which tells me a little bit about the fact that his ego is not quite as big as we are led to believe. Right. Which I like that he there's a human aspect to him. Outstanding performance by an actor. Got a lot of choices. I'm going to give it to Colin O'Donoghue. Okay, yeah. He like the fact that we went quadruple so cross back everyone. and forth. Yeah, the fact that we went so back and forth about it, and I wasn't even right, and your like your instinct didn't feel like it sat right in that space, and was totally the the actual story they were telling is probably a really big uh, big feather in the cap of uh, Colin O'Donoghue, yeah. who put enough, and that's kind of what I meant is putting enough. Uh, mystery in it that causes some like people like us to fight about it you know what i mean or to like go back and forth about what like not knowing who's right i think that is really a testament to a good actor giving us enough without giving us the whole bag right and that's the whole reason why i get pissed off when characters go you know they have the big pause and then they they blow the line yeah uh, is because that that is the thing as an actor, actress, that you you can say things without words. Right. That's really the most impressive part. And Colin O'Donoghue playing those scenes, feel it It feels, it doesn't feel the same as Rumpelstiltskin misdirecting people, but it does feel like you got to stay on your toes. With yep. Him. He's still a formidable enemy because you do, you do, you don't always know or you like, don't turn your back. Like, even if you know what you think you know, you still have to be cautious with him. Whereas with Rumpelstiltskin, you're like, we're guaranteed to be being lied to right now. And we can't tell. The only question is whether or not it's one lie or 17 complex lies all wrapped in a bigger enigma. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas with, with Hook, it's more like like he could be telling the truth. There is a possibility he's telling the truth. You just don't know how far. Good on you, Colin O'Donoghue. Shout MVP. out to him. MVP. Wait, what was your favorite moment? My, okay, my, my favorite moment uh, was probably Henry saying that he wanted to be a hero. Yeah, that's like my favorite moment. I'm sick of sitting on the side. I know those aren't the words, but yeah, like being on the sideline, I want to play in the game, essentially. And my least favorite moment is 
them discovering that Mulan stole the compass. Oh, my least and, favorite like, moment off. was Snow and Charming having a full-blown family reunion in hell. <laughs> I don't mind that because I'm sappy enough to think that I wouldn't care about I wouldn't care about ceremony. If it was my wife, I would I would be doing some weird shit too, so I can't knock that too hard. I'm mushy like that. Okay, fine. Um All right, we're going to rate the episode out of 5. Here we go. The second annual Mr. Gold Gold Star in the field of excellence. How many Mr. Gold's gold stars do you give this episode? This is a four. First non-five star episode of the season. This is definitely not a five star episode no. for me. There wasn't enough redeeming stuff to push it up into five stars. I like don't even have like too many talking points for my score. I just feel like this was like a this was an episode. I think a four is a very reasonable score. It is still high. It is still moving the plot along. It dragged a little bit. And there were, I think I take points off when a lot of characters make silly decisions mm-hmm. all at once. That really, and we I, hate it's all hard for me to, yeah. It's hard for me to stay on board when so many characters are making, other than the villain, mm-hmm. are making, you know, Cora was not the one making the worst decisions in the episode. Yeah. Because we haven't really gotten to her, like, the meat of her evil yet yeah. in this episode. So it's just, a, it's just a lot of missteps from our heroes. And, like, that's not fun for me. Right. Watching them flail around. And you need to watch them do that so that they can have a redemption. So you need a couple of, you know, 4.0 episodes so that you can get to the five-star episode redemption. I agree. And this is just one of those ones that were like, oh, our heroes are in trouble. I don't like it. Like, so, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's really where we are. It's just we, we're we're getting further into this despair of like, it's been eight episodes and they've been lost this whole time and we can't get them out. Now we're starting to get fatigue. Yeah. And we're like, now we just need to get them saved. Same thing happened in, that, in episode, uh, season one. Where we're in the in that middle part where we're like, when is Emma gonna believe? Already? Right, you know, like, <laughs> and and like she's we had time after problem. time after time. Yeah, and so now we have this thing. Where we're like, when are they gonna get back? And yeah, we we need a, or we need the stakes to get raised. So something yeah. needs to change, and nothing's really changed this entire time. Core is still out there, still mysterious, still not showing her cards. Hook's still mysterious, not, don't know who he's going to end up, yeah. you know, Siding with, going to whatever. Starbuck with. Emma Emma and Snow are having the same weird mother-daughter conversation over and over again every episode. Aurora is still young and spatty. Like, Mulan is still weirdly misguided. But nothing's changed. No. And nothing's gotten worse, really. And nothing has grown, so it's just, it feels a little bit stale it's weird but just a little not not a ton we're not talking a ton we're just talking like you know like like one day after the bread yeah. expiration like one it's still good just toast a little bit and it'll be fine you know what i'm saying like Ew. don't worry about it <laughs> it's not bad it's just a little not fluffy okay. uh the next episode we are going to watch the promo for as we not so subtly alluded Ooh. to is episode nine of season two called the queen of hearts Ooh. let's watch this promo wonder what this could be about <laughs> we gotta get through this together. okay first 
We gotta get through this together, Queen of Hearts. Alright, here we go. Sunday on the winter finale oh. of Once Upon a Time. Time for making deals is done. The masters of evil join forces. Things are about to change radically. For a devastating act of vengeance. It's time. The episode that sets the stage for the season return in January. Let's go home! You're kill them! No one can survive this. Once Upon a Time, the winter finale. All new next Sunday at 8, 7 central on AB. So that was interesting. We saw we saw a little geyser of the uh, of the. Is it like the wishing well overflowing? Yeah, but I think it's. It looks like there's a portal in the wishing yeah. well somehow. That I don't know what I, what I was looking at necessarily. Um, very strange. Uh, but all in all, a good looking episode. Yeah. Seems, right. Seems like a. Seems cool. So I'm just looking at this real quick. I'm just going to play this. I just want to see what's going on because there's two of them. Things are about to change radically. All new Sunday on the winter finale of Once Upon a Time. Time for making deals is done. The masters of evil join forces for a devastating act of vengeance. It's time. And the family battles to be reunited. Let's go home. Doesn't matter who comes through now. No one can survive this. Once Upon a Time, the winter finale, all new Sunday at 8, 7 central on ABC. So I'm thinking what that was, was they had a get, they had, they cut two different promos. Yeah. Because that was a slightly different promo. I think they just cut two as like a re-up so that they would bring people back in. Yeah. Um, Because there were definitely different shots, a couple different sound ups in there. So interesting, interesting. Yeah. I, mm. I, uh. It, I, it didn't tell too much, and it was called Queen of Hearts, and we didn't see like you assume that's like Wonderland. Yeah, stuff, something. And but no we Wonderland know Sebastian Stan isn't showing up, so Sebastian Stan's not going to be there. And we saw Regina with Hook, but old Regina, which is also old Regina with current. Is it current Hooker? Well, it could be flashback Hook, right? So yeah, so there's so at least, but seeing Regina and Hook's paths crossing is kind of interesting. So we'll. we'll see how that plays out uh but that's our promo for next week which is exciting uh which means be that's episode, our episode 32 that does mean that's our episode that is that is the end so uh if you want to call in and let us know how you feel about it 207-536-8512 we have the sbc pod at gmail.com the sbc pod on insta and now we get to do our outro, or I have to do it now because yeah. we've switched things up since yesterday. So all magic comes with a price, and all shows come with a podcast. <laughs> See you in the Enchanted, Enchanted Forest. forest. I <laughs> you forgot what we changed it to, didn't you? <laughs> I was ready that time. I had it queued up, and I was like, and all shows come with a podcast. Oh, we were going to say I was going to do the whole thing. I know. And we and I was just going to say it was we, we changed it to be easier and then did the easier one wrong. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna go fuck myself, I guess. Maybe, maybe we're cursed. Maybe that's what it is. Good night, everybody. Good night. Live from my chair. It's Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs>